Recorded in the comfy confines of the Auto Media Group Studios, we bring you the Get Deep Podcast, part of the Connect Podcast Network. Join friends and business owners Aaron Jones and Wes Otto as they bring forth stories of guests who are movers and shakers in their industries and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens, as I like to say. Mercy. <laughs> Welcome. Here we go. To the Get Deep podcast tonight. <laughs> I'm so lucky I get a chance to sit between two beautiful mm-hmm. ladies. You are lucky. Two beautiful <laughs> community ladies here on the Get Deep podcast tonight. My really, really gorgeous co-host, Wesley Otto. Wesley Warner Otto is in D.C., mm-hmm. uh, Washington, D.C., with his girlfriend, Molly. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's skipping out this week on us, um, but he's here in spirit. So, hi, Wes. But tonight, in his stead, in his place, I mean, I don't think I could have done much better, honestly. <laughs> I've got the Shannon Beal as my co-host. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, when Jason and I did episode six, Jason hogged the mic. And so I felt like I needed to come back. And so I'm thrilled to play the role of Wes Otto. So in honor of Wes, I am going to share. What? Yep. What do you got? What's in the bag? Um, oh, no. Sadly, I have never had a cheese Cholito. <gasps> what? <laughs> what? This is awesome. So I thought it only fair. That we cheese and rice on a biscuit. So that we cheers to Wes oh, with the cheese. Oh my awesome. Have you ever I had food? wine was the treat? Uh, well, I guess it's wine and cheese chilito tonight. Okay. So you've had one before, Aaron, right? I've had hundreds. Okay, thank hundreds? you. I've thank had you. Hundreds. It, you? Did, it did surprise me that Shannon said she's never had Shannon, one. Shannon, are you a local girl? No. Okay, I've, well, I've, then you I've got that going for you. 20 years, so she's no been, excuse. She's from like some small town. I think it was like three people. Or you know, you cannot so. replicate them. People try and try to replicate them. Wes, you're going to love this. Good advertising. Okay. Way to go, Shannon. Thank you. So it's like a flour tortilla, and it's warm. And it, when I walked into the store, into Zan's, yeah. it smelled heavenly yeah it's so good okay here we go and they're still okay. they're Are still doing this? warm mm. too mm. Um. Mm-hmm. did you have them under your armpit or what they're still <laughs> warm. <laughs> i literally dro- drove there and came right here this is so, awesome um, i typically have to get the mild and the hot mm-hmm. and then i pour them on the whatever this is oh yeah mix them yeah. dip them yeah. So that, everyone's got their way. So this is just like comfort food then really. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. cheese, it's rolled up. It's got some great seasoning. Mm-hmm. I went with the mild cuz I didn't want to blow your taste buds, but no. I usually do one of each. Well, let's be honest, so I do more than real two. delicious. <laughs> and wow. like three people came in to pick up orders of these while I was waiting mm-hmm. and I thought, boy, I've been missing out. I have a girlfriend that lives in New Hampshire and she has them shipped to her. What? I don't think she's done it in a long time, but yes. Like frozen? She's a Cholito addict. Yeah. So then would you put them in the oven? So I think they, they ship frozen and then there's a, there's a recipe card and there are like a heating instructions sure. from my understanding. Of course, if Wes was here, he could tell you exactly um, how it goes. But uh, anyways, yes. Uh, thank super, you, Shannon. Super good. Yes. Thank hey, you, Shannon. Super, super kind. Cheers, Wes. Wish you were here. Hope mm-hmm. you're having fun. Now Aaron's going <laughs> to <laughs> stuff his face. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to get much well, talking done. This works not. out well for Hi, me. Aaron, I'll how say, are you? I'll save it later after I have my wine buzz. <laughs> yeah. So, um. I love it. How was your day? It's a great day. Good. It's beautiful. I know. The weather is on point right now. It's uh, September 13. 13. These won't air for a little bit, but it was a beautiful day today. It is gorgeous. This is the time of the year that everybody says, of course, doesn't last long enough, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. Yep. 
So I'm really trying hard to milk the heck out of them. After, thank you. Um, I was going to use your, your shirt, um, that you have, <laughs> but you don't have any sleeves. They're not easy access over here. So um, anyway, no, it's beautiful. I, I try to remind myself, get the heck out there and like go for a walk or take the kids to the park or do all that because it's limited. You walk know? the dog. It is limited. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for joining us tonight on the Get Deep Podcast. Eating Chilitos, guest host with me tonight, <laughs> Shannon Beal. But our awesome guest yes. that we are going to talk to tonight um, is the Aaron Peets. And local Mankato gal, super excited to get her story and about her life and what she does now and all those things. So uh, welcome to the Get Deep podcast. Thank you, Aaron, for suckering me into this. <laughs> no, thank <laughs> you for welcome. having me. This is really fun. This She's, is really fun. Every time I've seen her at um, GMG Ambassador events in the last uh couple of weeks or whatever she's like asking me questions or more and more like what do I need to what am I expecting and I think somebody else mentioned that you were asking them about something too about the podcast so you've been a little nervous about this is this accurate or I maybe was, more, more curious than nervous well I yeah I mean it's just I guess an honor to be asked and I love talking and people mm-hmm. and all of that good stuff but you know I see your guests and man you got some fantastic people on here. So yeah, I'm like, you. what the heck am I going to talk about? But powerhouse people. everyone has their story. So mm-hmm. I'm here to share and happy yeah. to do it. And yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's an honor to be able to be in this position behind the chair and just let people tell their story. And, uh, thankfully we've only had, um, I won't name names, but we've only had, I think maybe two or three people turn us down, um, mm. on, on the opportunity. Should I write that. down their names? And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Shannon. So <laughs> the one you spell with mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, S and then R and then a, a Z. And then, okay, I'm making stuff up now. But was it out of nerves? Was it out of nerves? Um, yeah. One of which uh, one person said that it just isn't them at all, and it's just way outside of what they're normally comfortable with. And I said that's understandable. Another person said they didn't like the sound of their voice, and I don't remember the third one. I think there was a third, but they were intimidated by your beauty. Maybe, maybe. I mean. Make sense? Yep. Yeah. Thank you are very intimidating. Appreciate that. Um, but no, it's been, it's such a cool thing. And I know Wes and I are going to do another episode here. We did episode number one. When we get to a hundred, uh, we're going to do a reflection episode and we'll talk a lot about how we've felt through these, these, these episodes and whatnot. So I'm excited for that, but it's been a blessing just to talk to people and mm-hmm. let them do their It's kind of so. how I feel about being, um, the ambassadors in the um, ambassadors because, you just get the inside scoop more so with local business and community growth, but to hear people's stories, like you're doing it on such a personal level. That's, that's why I love doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. Is you get to hear like why people have, you know, had this dream or, um, motivation to start up a business or a nonprofit or whatever it may be. That's my favorite part of that. And you get to do that. Yeah. I agree. I remember one of my favorite things that Jay-Z, Jonathan Mm -hmm. Zierk, brought to GMG YPs was um, this mentor group where you would sit down with community leaders as a group of six or eight and kind of rotate around each year through these different leaders and learn so much about them and they could impart so much wisdom to you and you could ask them questions and it was, you know, an hour long versus sometimes you just get a little snippet of a soundbite here and there Mm -hmm. and you don't get the full story. Whereas like this, you have an hour or two to really get deep. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's like we picked it for a reason. That'll be, one, that'll be one dollar. Do you want to know? I don't know if we've ever mentioned this. I think we maybe had, 
but um isn't it don't we drink every time oh. someone says get deep I think we do. yeah I that sounds like a, a good, good idea mm-hmm. cheers. Cheers. cheers that wasn't a very good chink it was bad Boop. Yeah. chink for um, me the the name oh, i was going to tell you a name that i originally <laughs> so stupid Uh-oh. but not that stupid i it was let's get naked <laughs> and um that was the original one of the Decline. top the top <laughs> names um that we had picked out over the course of like seven hours in the tab in the oven, we were trying to finalize all the, all the stuff. Um, and I liked it. It was a name that I threw out there. Let's get naked. It's like, Hey, let's take off the clothes. Let's show who we are. Let's, mm-hmm. let's talk real. Um, but Wes had concerns that eventually if sponsors came on board mm-hmm. or people, they might be a little bit turned off on the name. Plus listeners might be like, what? Let's yeah. get naked. So get I've deep. Talked. I mean, sure. That can sound a little, um, it's, something too. It's the power but. of the word. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Like the word naked mm-hmm. people are gonna, well, you'd never get a, a guest. A great word. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to what? Maybe I sh- maybe if I said naked, that'd have been better. <laughs> Let's get naked. Let's get naked. I, <laughs> I don't know. So that was one, but back to you, um, because we're so happy to have you here. And, I want to talk about the origin story of you and okay. of Aaron Peets tonight. And I know that you're local, but let's mm-hmm. let's talk about where you grew up, okay. where you went to school, maybe some fun early memories if there are any. Yeah, for or maybe sure. Maybe you just coasted through with zero memories. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> no, I've got great memories. Cool. Um, yes, born in 1976 Woo. at the. Uh, what was it then? ISJ. ISJ, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in the Lincoln Park neighborhood with my parents, Jerry and Linda Peets. Um, had a great childhood. I went to Jefferson Elementary, lived two blocks away, got to walk to school, lots of kids. My parents had great friends, like super great childhood. I remember um, like fondly riding bike in the neighborhood with my dad stopping at Ben and Janet Schmidt's, getting oatmeal raisin cookies. I mean, mm. kind of quintessential. leave it to beaver childhood. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, because I always talk about um, riding bike with my dad. My mom, bless her heart, she was um, a teacher at Children's House Preschool and then at Jefferson Elementary. She came there when I was in fifth grade. And she literally would put on neighborhood plays. Like we did the little engine that could. Mm. And she would cut out cardboard boxes and give us lines. And I'm like, I don't give her enough credit for those things. You know? Yeah. So I had a great, a great childhood. So I was, um, we lived there until I was about 17. Siblings? Um, I do have, uh, I have a brother. Um, He is 42. Uh, John lives in town here. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, my parents did divorce, actually. So mm-hmm. lived in that neighborhood until I was 17. And then um, my parents built a home uh, what, my senior year, I think it was. Um, and then it was, let's see, chronological. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, graduated high school. And I actually moved to Seattle, Washington to be a nanny. No kidding. Um, which was good. And then um, the family kind of didn't work out. So then I came home. Went back out with some friends and lived right downtown. It was fun, but I didn't last. This mama couldn't cut it. (laughs) I called my mom and I'm like, I'm coming home. Um, So came home. I don't even know what year this is now. This is 1995. Um, Soon thereafter, my parents did divorce, which, you know, 
that happens and it was it was hard and um god I'm going down a rabbit hole here you go for it yeah um you know I I would think that's you know like like my older kids are experiencing your adulting starts to begin Mm -hmm. so parents divorce I'm independent I'm finding jobs I'm buying cars yada 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 um I don't know Keep asking the questions, because I'm just like this. Well, so you you went to Mankato West. I did. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and you graduated... Nine, 1994. 94. I think we talked about that the other day at an event. Um, how was your high school experience? I'm jumping back a little bit, but I feel like you just glazed over that really quick. Did you like high school? Were you, you know, a good student? Did you get in I trouble? I was a fine student. I don't think I put a lot of effort into. I look at sure. what my kids do, and I'm like, my goodness, high school was like elementary school when we were going, because they just... They do things that I, I could mm-hmm. never have done. Right. I liked high school. I didn't love high school. Sure. Um, Were you one of the kids smoking cigarettes by the rock? <gasps> I oh, was. By the big rock. Oh, I, I was. Nailed it. No, I actually, no. that's not true. I wasn't. <laughs> I was actually pre, I mean, I remember smoking a cigarette on the front steps. Um, we had a party class for sure. Yeah. And I think, um, oh yeah, looking back, like that's probably like, my memories of high school. Yeah. I mean, you throw in the good stuff, like football yeah, games. I have great friends to this day from high school. Um, but I didn't love high school. I used to say, like, you couldn't pay me to go back, mm-hmm. which I, I, that's, I don't like that. But, um, you know, you got I, I, I got great people out of high school in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Some are still in this community, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Lessons learned. I mean, it's, For it's sure. one of those things at the time, too, you feel like it's the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. When you're in high school, just it with is. the mental state of mind that people are in. And then you realize after you get out, holy shit, this is, there's a big world out there. I tell them, you know? I, now that they're almost all graduated, I tell my kids all the time, like, you never want to peak in high school. Yeah. Like, um, you know, keep a good close circle of friends that you trust and have a good time with and make you happy. And I also told my kids, like, it is way harder to... Um, like, don't get behind in school because it's yeah. way harder to catch up than just staying on top of it. Right. And they did such a good job. Right. The three that have graduated. Yes. <laughs> right. They got were one you, to go. Were you in any sports activities? <clears throat> um, softball, junior high, and then I was an orchestras girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah girl. I was an orchestras girl. Fun. I was the, um, here's a little story that I should be embarrassed about, but now that I'm pushing 50, it's okay. Um, I was a what did they call it, an officer my senior year. So already in production, da-da-da-da-da. Who gets an underage? I do. Oh, no. Yeah, so (laughs) again, it kind of shares the... Sure. My high school story. What was the production? What were you guys working on? Do you happen to Well, orchestras. I mean, it's like a big dance thing. Right, so maybe I'm thinking... Is it a theme? Yeah, was there a theme? Oh, or I was don't there remember. Like a, oh, my God, this was like almost 30 years ago. Come on, Erin. I don't. You don't have the costume? No, no. <laughs> but I mean, I loved it. I loved orchestras. Yeah. It was yeah. so fun. Was, was there cheerleading then? There was cheerleading then. But this was separate. This was totally separate. Okay. And you look, go to orchestras now, and these girls can dance. Yeah. I mean, we were like, you know, mm-hmm. we had no moves. You're doing but it a was great really line, fun. That was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was really fun. And we got to hang out with the old upperclassmen, and it was really fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of screwed that up. My parents were super great. They're like, Suffer the consequences, so yeah. yeah. 
Big mistakes. Live and learn. Lessons learned. Yeah. Yeah. So what drove you to go to Seattle? That was next after high school? Well, I was the girl that was like, I am out of here. Sure. I'm out of here. I hate man Um, And so I put an ad in the paper in Seattle, whatever paper was out there that got out to the suburbs. And I got a response right away. Like, wow, little Miss Minnesota nice girl (laughs) will hire you. Yeah. And it was cool. I mean, it was a great experience. I literally was on a plane 12 hours after my graduation. Wow. My poor mother. We were in the airport. We were late. We're running to the gate. And she just breaks down and bawls. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, looking back, I'm like, I'm so sorry. So, Yeah. yeah, I was a brave little girl. Isn't that funny? And you were, you, did you say you were nannying? I was a out, nanny. Out there? Yep. So I nannied for about three months and um, it just, it kind of didn't pan out like the family had some stuff going on. And so I did come home for a little bit and then me and my friends hopped in a car. I had a Honda Civic hatchback. I had $300 in my oh pocket my and we went and moved into this ghetto apartment downtown. in downtown Seattle. Wow. Mm-hmm. What was Seattle like then? I mean, have you been back Total. anytime recently? Because it sounds like it's, it's God, definitely have I, changed, I have. But. I have. It's been some time since I've been back, but... I guess I couldn't answer that. I mean, okay. that was a total grunge area. Like, I saw Chris Cornell at the Pike Place Market when I was there. I mean, wow. it was the Kurt Cobain days. Yeah. 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 Pre-Starbucks. Oh, no. Starbucks, I, Starbucks was there. Was there. It was like the year Starbucks started. I was going to say, probably pretty close to that. Yeah, I think it was 94. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Have you been there, Shannon? No. I have not. I have not either, no. but I see people go there often, and they'll go down. It's Pike Place Market. Pike Place Market, right? yeah. Yeah, and they'll post pictures of that and whatnot, too, but... It looks really beautiful in green because all the rain and everything it else is like just lush. It's a great city. Yeah. It how are the people? City. Do you remember how you felt when you were there? Now, obviously, you were there a long time ago. Yeah, really good. I mean, I think um, the Northwest, Colorado, Minnesota, I think, I, I mean, is it fair to say? I think the people kind of have the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, I knew some people out that way, so I already had kind of a connection. But yeah, mm-hmm. very... Earthy. Yeah, of course. What's it like at the airport when you're getting off the plane and meeting a family you're going to live with that you've never met? Well, God, I can't remember how that worked. I remember getting to their house and the previous nanny was there and she was like from Europe and she was so cool. And I come in and (laughs) not cool. I mean, I looking back, I'm like, really? I mean, I had this, you know, nose ring. I had this ridiculous haircut bring them back and she was so cool oh they they're back but i can't i couldn't pull it off then i can't pull it (laughs) off now um i just remember it being awkward and as brave as i was i was probably crying inside like what is happening here right yeah wow but they made it you know they were great i mean they made me really comfortable and yeah yeah i had my own car oh wow yeah but i mean talk about what is, is it fish out of water or what's Mm -hmm. the phrase? Yeah. Yikes. Mm -hmm. I was a nanny in college just during the summer and they did not give me a car. They had five kids and a foreign exchange student. And I tried to smash all of them in my Plymouth breeze. Didn't smash it was yeah Yeah, one one was in the trunk wait do we need to edit that out yeah because we didn't have to have car seats back then right (laughs) just get in there you'll be fine i'll drive slow take two trips to get you home tumble tumble oh Oh, my goodness yeah well i have not nannying but i i do i do i am currently raising (laughs) let's ask your wife currently raising two toddlers so i i don't know what ages of the the people the kids that you guys nannied but um 
got to be interesting to do that, especially in a different, inv- it's somebody else's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you get, did you feel like you got paid pretty good money when you guys nannied? Because no. nowadays, I, honestly I swear, don't. Oh, they yeah, get paid a, a shit ton of money. Yeah. And I know what I paid to have my kids go to daycare. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a pretty nice place just down the road. Yeah. But I'm like, wow. even to get Even to get a babysitter. Yeah. You're like, well, do mm-hmm. I really want to go out tonight? I know, because it's yeah. going to be double the cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yep. I do that all the time now. I don't remember. I really okay. don't remember. So how long did you danny for them? Just for a few months. Okay. So I think the shortly. biggest um, part of that journey was just going back out there. Okay. You know, really, truly, like living in the city. If I mean, finding a job, job. Where did I work? I worked at Jeans West in the Westlake Center of downtown Seattle. Mm. That is not a place. Here's one of the people that came to the store to shop. Coolio. No way. Nice. Yeah. Can you That's imagine? That's awesome. <laughs> Me? Yeah. I think I wore, remember when those big like wool sweaters with the patterns on oh, it yeah. were super? Oh, yeah. That's like what I wore. Oh, yeah. And leggings. And here's Coolio. I'm sure you're nice. cute as a bug's ear. Hi. Hi. Can you sing Gangster's Paradise? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Do you like my nose ring? Big eyes. <laughs> right. I ain't got time right now. He, he probably oh, would have. He seemed, like, yeah, he seemed was, like he'd be a decent guy. But you Well, know. again, this Who was knows? a long time ago. I really don't remember. But that sure. was just like, that was pivotal in the sense of, you know, at the end of that, when I knew I had to come home, I, you know, I faced the fact that I maybe I am a homebody. And yeah. ironically enough, I came back and I love Mankato. Mm-hmm. I started, I mean, I think I always did. I think I was just being defiant, but... Mm-hmm. It's yeah. good to go sell your well oats a little bit so you have appreciation. Right. And I have two children that are gone. Out, they're gone, but yeah. they're staying. <laughs> they're doing a much better job right. than I was. Right. Where are the, where are the kiddos? Uh, my oldest say? son, Jack, is in Salt Lake City. Okay. He works for Park City Resort. And then my oldest daughter is in a small town, Monmouth, Oregon. Okay. Just south of Corvallis. So. They did go far. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Did you encourage them to do so because you also left for a bit and, and said kind of like make sure you get out and experience the world or that's just kind of maybe ingrained Not in, encouraged. Their own, in their own DNA? Not encouraged. Supported. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They'll that's probably a, come back. Be a better word. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, you don't, I think, don't so? think so. Um, I don't know though. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Life, life changes. Life does change. Mm-hmm. So came back, decided... Um, to come back, what happened after that? What were you up to then when you came back? Did you get yeah, a job right I mean, away? Or? Oh, gosh. I mean, I've had many. I really have. Um, what did I do? I think I interned at Pro Radio Group with Joe Guck Bailey. Um, oh, my God. So were you many. on air? No. no. I was a, like, promotions. Recorded some ads? No. 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 Um, I... I Aaron, I'm struggling to even recall. So that time, um, my first husband and I started dating. So John Fritz is my was my husband at the time. Mm-hmm. So you know we were dating, and I don't know, spent a lot of time at the Oli. Oh, you know what I did? I worked at Bagel Brothers. Hell yeah! Oh, I loved Bagel yes, Brothers. Yes, I was. How could I forget that? I worked at Bagel Brothers, and I lived at the apartment upstairs. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it fun was shop. really fun time. Mm-hmm. Bagel Brothers. What location was that? It was where Julie's Jewelry is now. Oh, yes. And my apartment was literally like to the right and upstairs. Um, If you look in that building, there's a tiny little square window at the top, and that was my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Rapunzel, let down your hair. And my dearest friend, (laughs) Cynthia Weir, and I um, basically kind of ran the show. It was Tony Frentz and Keith Adams at the time that owned it, and... Um, yeah, so that was like my first job job where I like st- 
stuck around for a while. Yeah. And don't even ask me after that because it's been a lot. <laughs> Do you still like bagels? I love bagels. I don't eat them very much sure. because, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they definitely are. They're delicious. But they are delicious. I mean, cream cheese, butter, peanut butter, what you put on them? Cream cheese. Okay. Love right. bacon scallion. Bacon mm. And also scallion. like a plain bagel with strawberries. Always good. Mm-hmm. How about you there? I love Shannon Beal. I love a healthy melt tandem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yep. The la, the Labisi. Have you guys had that one? It's a breakfast sandwich at oh, no. uh, at Tandem. No. And uh, it's super good. It's got like eggs and like this little kind of bean spread, and mm-hmm. you have to check it out. It sounds there. healthy. Yeah. Kitchen sink bagel. I don't yeah. know if it really is. It sounds I mean, like it. it sounds like it kind of. Yeah. But yeah. When fancy. I go in and get my specialty veggie sandwich, I have them skinny it out. Oh, yeah. And it's like, does that really do anything? It helps. <laughs> probably not. Every little bit. Yeah, probably not. Mm. Makes us feel good though. And right? then you yes. walk yeah. all the way to the counter. And all the way back to the car. Yeah. I mean, you earned it. Oh, you can justify anything. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your favorite job? You said uh, you've had a lot of jobs. I mean, I'm not going to make you list them all if you don't want to, but... I'd appreciate that. Do you Um, have... um, We'll get into what you're doing today, but do you have one that just sticks out to you as far as a cool experience or two, or just want a job that gave you certain freedom that kind of helped you launch into the next phase of your life? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Aside from what I do today, because that is ultimately my favorite... Um, and ironically enough, it is where I met Shannon. Um, I worked at Sticks and Stones Clothing <gasps> Boutique. Yeah, I did. And oh my yeah, gosh. and it was a it was kind of an interesting time in my life, but I loved it. Just like again, yeah. talking to customers and um, the owner there is just a doll face, and that was that was fun. And I I, I don't know how long I was there. Probably maybe a year, maybe two. Um, so that kind of stands out. You have a good memory. Sticks and stones on river. may break my bones, oh. but words will never hurt me. Is that true? Thanks for joining tonight. On the <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That's not actually what I was planning on saying, but it just kind of came out. Uh, who is the owner of Sticks and Stones? I should know this, and I'm putting you on I the spot. I know her. The daughter has taken Shelby, over. Shelby. Um, oh, my gosh. She's going to kill me. I it's know, okay. I can't think of it either. It's one of those, like... I can just picture the daughter wanking. and the mom <laughs> on the social. They do awful. really cute. They do really cute social. Um, no, I, I and they've always been on Riverfront. Mm-hmm. Is that in correct? That little in that little house, house building. Yeah. yeah, I drive by. Well, and they have yeah, another location in Zambroda. This is, okay. like, devastating. Oh, that's okay. She, yeah. like, You're on the spot. You'll yeah, think I'm on the spot. You'll yeah. think of it later. It's all good. And when yeah. you think about it, then just say, just snap. You know what I do is I go through the alphabet A. So I'll do that in my head. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great, great. story. Yeah. What yeah. did you, so you liked the forward-facing, customer-facing side of it, just having conversations, yeah. right? Which is mm-hmm. something, of course, I love with the retail yeah. business. Obviously, you get a lot of that with with your business now too, mm-hmm. Shannon, with real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a cool world. Like you're you're helping people. This is my opinion on it, but we're not saving people's lives we're not performing surgery we're not doing those Mm -hmm. type of things but we are providing value and inspiration and if you're doing it right positivity into somebody's day Mm -hmm. it happens every week somebody's having kind of a shit day and i'll go up to them i'll greet them and i train my staff to do the same it's just how's it going you know like not just can i help you find something it's Mm -hmm. how's it going today yeah pretty good and Mm -hmm. or they'll say "Eh, it's okay and i'll say how can we make it better and they're like oh well that's a good question can I get you a glass of wine? Can I, you know, show you something? Can I tell you a story? No, I usually don't say that. But I, I love the retail business for that mm-hmm. reason. If you're doing it right, you're helping people 
have a, a better day. You're going to be a bright spot in their day. And mm-hmm. I think that's also why, you know, our business has done really well. But Well, I think with that too, I think it's an atmosphere where people can share a story. And often, you know, someone might be looking for something for an event that they, you know, could be significant in their lives or whatever. So it's just, I think it's an atmosphere for people to get relaxed or connect or I don't know. I mean, I think you and I experienced that with working with our customers. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it allows people to share a story. Right. Yeah. I think the difference between what our day jobs are now and what yours was and is, mm-hmm. is we are with people at a very critical time in their life and we probably see them at their worst. Mm-hmm. Whereas you guys probably see them at their most genuine because their guard is down and you might get more honesty. I think a lot of times that's accurate. I, I think it also, guys are interesting shopping creatures. <laughs> it, it, w- women are too, but you know, it, it's, guys will come in, they generally don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. our goal is to make it really easy and efficient yeah. and, and bullshit with them to be completely honest. Are they with. also more particular though? I feel um, like guys yeah. might not want to be there, but I feel like they might be more particular. I, yeah. I would think generally, generally no. Yeah. I'd, I'd say in our in our situation, I think most of the time, it, if if I had to say who's more particular, I'd probably say 70, 30 women. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Women kind of, <laughs> they come in now that we have the women's options in the store, which is awesome. Um, and the ladies who work for us do a really wonderful job, but they want to kind of browse and be left alone mm-hmm. and have a moment or three or 10 to... Get the lay of the land, mm-hmm. you know, browse a little bit, see how they feel before they'll even say a lot of times yes to a glass of Chancasca wine or, mm-hmm. or before they want help. So you got to keep checking in every once in a while. Don't just leave them. Right. Guys come in and I would say 95% of the time it's help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> help me get I, out of here as quick as possible. I need help. <laughs> Please lead me because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. And that is... Something we've been doing since This is what I need. I want to try two things on and go. Yeah. But what happens is it, you, a lot of times it's funny. They'll say 20 minutes. Like, I got like 20 minutes. I got to get this done. And mm-hmm. I think it's just because I don't want to be there. Next thing you know, they're there for an hour and they're bullshitting with half our staff and they're having a good experience. And that's, I love those instances. They mm-hmm. drove 40 miles to get here. They're having a good time. They're having maybe a, a beverage or not, but they're just ex- appreciating the experience. So mm-hmm. what's, what's your about? favorite, your regulars or your newcomers? You can't ask that question. Well, I mean, maybe not favorite, but what, what's more Do you want to know the exciting truth? for you? I'm actually uh, new. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you asked it. It's something I like, I'll say to my, my staff sometimes. Mm-hmm. But here's why. Um, of course, I love our regular clients and they're super important. They're the ones who drive the business. But when somebody comes through the door and they're new and I find that out either because I'm working with them directly during that time or one of my sales staff is talking with them, I ask people all the time, you know, is this your first time in if I don't recognize them? And a lot of times it is. Love it. Because here's my opportunity to give them the Jay Long's experience. Mm -hmm. And not that I'm faking it or not giving everybody else the experience, they most of the time have never experienced anything like our store. The personality, the, the, the um, product mix, mm-hmm. and everything else. And so that's my opportunity to sell who we are, what we are, the story. So mm-hmm. I'll be like, hey, we've been family owned since 85. And right. I think people appreciate that today. I don't, I don't think people get annoyed by that. I think they want to know. I think they want something tangible. Mm-hmm. 
And even well, and if you they don't, don't, you don't walk into places like that all the time either, right? I mean, you walk in and you're like, wow. Who am I going to get? Yeah. I, I think it's few and far between. I think people have the vibe wrong. I don't think they play enough good music. I don't think they offer you something to drink. A lot of times I don't think they stand up behind the counter mm-hmm. and greet somebody. Or they'll say, welcome in. And then they'll get back to their phone or computer type and right. stuff. And get up. Treat people like humans. Mm-hmm. You're a human. Right. Let's I be think- human. You guys have done a great job of setting the standard of we're going to take care of whoever's in here so much to the point that me and I'm sure other women are like, yep, husband or boyfriend, go to J Long's. They're going to take care of you. I don't need to go with you because I trust you'll be in good hands. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's awesome. And then you throw in your fantastic social media, which just like totally adds it. It's (laughs) such a good balance of like the personality and the, the level of, I mean, standard standard mm-hmm. yeah absolutely great balance mm-hmm. well thank you yeah yeah we have fun with it matt and i have been best friends for 20 years so you we just work well together on that Dude. front and the gals now do a really good job on sprinkling in other pieces of that it's definitely more honed uh which we needed so this isn't about jay long's yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> sorry fans listeners everybody else i appreciate the plug it's all connected uh, no. it is all connected well we were talking retail so that got me yeah. I, i'm yeah. very passionate about the business and whatnot too yeah. so retail that was, you're saying that was that was something that kinda, yeah of all the little you know scattered jobs that i had um i that just kind of stands out that was just fun and and also i Again, I can't remember how old I was, but I think I kind of realized there my sales skills. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was young and my 20s, I'm like, oh boy, I'm a salesperson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then I realized like, oh, I love this. Now, mm-hmm. now knowing I'm in sales, it's not about the sale. It's about the, the customer and the contact and the connection. And, and now it's just tenfold for me. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. awesome. More, I'm a lot more proud of that title. Right. <laughs> it, Felt accomplished. It's not hard when no. you treat people like humans. Right. And I, and I was just going to say to Shannon too, I mean, you guys are selling too. You're selling mm-hmm. all the time. You're, you're, you're showing people properties, the biggest purchases of their lives typically. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but you have found too, I'm sure you can agree that when you look at it as not trying to sell something, but just taking care of people, right. good things happen. Right. And sure, it may take a few months sometimes. It may take two weeks. It may, you know, who knows? But Yeah, yeah I, I always have to laugh when I hear people say, oh, I'd love to be a realtor. I love looking at people's houses. It's, like, well, that's not what this is about right. at all. You know? A lot of things. I'm yeah. Saying. It's about getting to know people and finding out what they really want versus what maybe they're saying or what their timing actually is and, and really diving deep on that, what their purchasing style is, how they're able to process and make decisions, if what their risk tolerance is, you know, can they weather interest rates right now or not? I mean, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. A lot about people and not yeah. a lot about sticks and stones. Yeah. So this is definitely where our businesses connect right. because every time I go in, so I do estimates at people's homes. So um, I work for Cato Moving and Storage, our local Mayflower agent here in Mankato. Um, kind of go into the history later, maybe. I don't know. but yeah, Go for it now. I would love you to do it now. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. this is crazy yeah. um, how old this particular company oh, I have is a cheat and the roots. Sheet. So I want, I, want I, have you, a cheat sheet. I want you to educate people on the history of the company, if you're cool with that. Absolutely. Please. So bless my coworker's heart. Shout out to Mary Canaday. Um, and she is... 
proud to be a moving industry nerd. And she <laughs> is. And she, this woman, I'm telling you what, if I had to say that I had like a top 10 women that I think are amazing, she's in there. This woman is so intelligent. She, I, I could probably go on for a long time. So anyway, she printed off, she printed off this timeline of the history, which this goes back to the 1800s. Yeah, and it was this long, and it was big bubbles, and so I wrote down a couple things yeah. because I told Mary, I'm like, <laughs> I would really love to share all the history, but I don't think we're going to get that into it. So, um, so we are located uh, down on Poplar Street, which is across from Schwickert's. Mm-hmm. Um, the Arby's, kind of that area. Mm -hmm. Um, This building has been a moving company since 1891. In the same spot. In the same spot. So um, 1891. I just got to say that again so people understand. 130 years. 130 years. Yeah, over 130 years. Um, And actually, there's been moving companies prior to that in the area, but this building in particular has been a moving company since 1991, or 1891. Which is very cool. Yeah. Um, So that was C.W. Jessup Transfer and Storage in 1891. So fast forward, um, because this is kind of a familiar name, 1937, Ben Dykey bought it. So there's quite a few Dykeys in the area. I don't know the whole family history Mm -hmm. there, but um, we have a lot of uh, memorabilia from Dykey Transfer in the office. And again, shout out to Mary. I mean, she gets like come see, like we get customers and she'll be like, let me show you. It's really, it's really sweet. I love it's it. very sweet. So then here's another um, local name. So in the fifties, um, Ben Fogel, do you know Aaron Fogel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Terry and Pam Fogel. Um, I don't know the relation to Ben. I know there is one because I think Terry Fogel, um, Aaron Fogel's father worked there. Sure. Um, anyways, and so then, um, God, how did this work? God, Mary's going to kill me. The three... The three families merged or? Well, so Ben Dykey, um, Ben Dykey bought Jessup down here, the building that we are currently in. And then Ben Fogel started another moving company, which was actually out in Lahillier, which is where like waste management is. Okay. So then Ben, I think, sold it to another man briefly. And then poof, this man, Jerry Peets, who happens to be my father, um, bought that moving company, Cato Moving and Storage, which was out in La Hillier. I, I think he changed the name. Sure. I'm getting this all wrong, Mary. Well, I'm Kate, so sorry. Cato Transfer. It, Cato Transfer. So it was uh, just helping you out a little bit here too, but you're pretty much spot on. Oh, God. Dikey Transfer, Jessup Storage, and Cato Transfer were the three. Correct. Right? And then I think it was when my dad bought it that it changed to Cato Moving and Storage, became a Mayflower agent, so yeah. on and so forth. And so when I, I think I was two when my dad bought it. Yeah, 1978 is when my dad bought it. Um, Again, out in the Hillier, like I look at our warehouse now, this thing was like the size of this table (laughs) compared to what we have now. (laughs) But, um, you know, like I had a childhood growing up in a warehouse. I mean, we would go and ride on the forklifts and um, very close with the employees. And then fast forward, Linda Olson, who's in our office now, was in our office back wow. when I was two. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So there's just a really cool 
family history. history so you weren't there. born in the warehouse, though. <laughs> I was not because you were well, two when he bought it. I don't. I mean, I was maybe told you were, no. Maybe you, no. Were you my mother would not have done warehouse? that. I don't want to talk about. Okay, that. I mean, save that for hey, the end. Everybody has. If a my story. parents are watching, they're cringing, <laughs> <laughs> or they're like, mm, "Actually, <laughs> actually, we never really told." God, he got that spot on. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know that. Okay. Um. So yeah. So it, like, I have really fond memories. I have one that's not so fond. Yeah. Um, my dog, Maggie, little German, or what's the schnauzer? Schnauzer. Sure. Got hit by a car. Oh. It was winter. My dad didn't know what to do with it. He wrapped it in, I think, my baby blanket, and we brought it out oh, to no. the dumpster <laughs> on oh. site. So, you know, there's a little sad story. But again, <laughs> it's part of, you know, growing up in yeah. this. Loss. You know, that was what yeah. we did, whatever. Yeah. So then, yeah, fast forward, 1994 is when he bought this big huh. building down here. Right. North Riverfront. Yeah. Well, Poplar, right off of yeah. Riverfront. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and this is the building that is 55,000? 55,000 square feet. Yeah. Square feet. 55,000 square feet storage yeah. facility. Yep. That's huge. It's a very big I'm warehouse. trying to think of, um, for people to understand how large that is. Um, I, I guess it's about half, and this may not tell much, but it's about half the size of Fun.com's building, I believe, which yep. that building's massive. It is massive, but um, that's a great comparison. Planet Fitness, if anybody's been to Planet Fitness, mm-hmm. up there in the, um, by the mall there, yeah, and I believe is about 20,000, yeah. 21,000 square feet, so much larger than that. Yeah. So that's that's huge, though. Yeah, and there's, and there's multi-levels. We have, like, an elevator room. It's actually kind of a cool tour. I mean, and we'd be, especially Mary, would be yeah. happy to show anyone around. Yeah, it's a very cool building. When you are, um, walk, you can feel the history there, for sure. There's a lot of original um, things that are, you know, have not. Yeah. Two things. Um, do you believe any part of, the building slash additions, any of the any of the facility is haunted. Number one, no. Okay, uh, <laughs> nobody's heard any weird things. Um, number two, I was going to say, uh, do you guys ever for employee gatherings or get-togethers play hide and seek in a fifty-five thousand square foot storage facility? It's the perfect place. We do not as employees, but okay. going back to growing up with being in the business, Should for you? sure, my brother and I run around. My brother um, was super involved with the skate park when that came. Yeah. Um, back in the, what, 90s? 10s. Late 90s, maybe? Yeah. yeah. And so that used to, when my dad bought this building, that's where all of my brother and his friends would skateboard. Sure. So lots of fun things can happen in the warehouse. Um, some of my coworkers will bring their kids on the weekend because they've got things to do and they'll just ride around. And yeah, it's yeah. it's a fun space for sure. Oh, fun. That's amazing. Yeah. But not haunted. <laughs> Shoot. Um, so 55,000 square feet. So what is the purpose of that, that, that big of a space? I think I know, but yeah, so it's a bonus to your moving company that you have that space. Yep. So we, um, a lot of times, and Shannon, you know this, um, we have customers that are maybe building a house and need to store their items. So we have a lot of space for that. That's mostly what it is. Um, whether we crate their items or inventory and section them off. I mean, we have sofa racks. Uh, 
you wouldn't believe the stuff we have. OSD is office space design mm-hmm. is also in our building. So they have a lot of their product um, storage there. We have the pinball machine in New Alm. You guys know the pinball game place in New Alm. We store lots of pinball machines. Oh, funny. I mean, it's just, yeah. it, it's, it's a, it's a warehouse for storage, but we also do a lot of logistics. And so logistics meaning like in and out handling of shipments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. A it's lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts, no pun intended. Right. Um, a Walmart truck driver might come and have a load and he opens up the door and his um, pallets full of cucumbers have tipped over while they call us. And they pull up to our warehouse, and we take the pallets off. We restack them. I mean, wow. it, it's kind of unbelievable the things that come across yeah. our yeah. eyes every day. No day is the same. No day is the same for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is your father still involved? No. Shows up every day? My is dad he... sits in his lovely garage, smokes cigars, watches the news and sports, and he <laughs> loves every minute of it. So he's fully retired? Fully retired. When did he fully retire? Um, let's see, six years ago, I think he sold it in 2017. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he, he does, he really enjoys it. And he, you know, he stops by and, um, I think in the earlier days he was there more often and chatting with Ryan, the new owner. And, um, yeah, he loves being retired and kind of fun for him. He's still connected. Um, so I have two step siblings and my stepbrother David has been working there for 25 years. Mm. And so now he has two kids working for the company. Yeah, <laughs> he started forty some years ago. So it's got to be rewarding. Yeah, a, a moment of pride for him, of course. Oh, I think so. Yeah. What What is your um, role there today, Aaron? What's like your? Do you have a title you want to share? I would say I'm their just... local salesperson. Okay. Yeah. So I handle all the local moves within the state of Minnesota. And you guys work together mm-hmm. quite often. So yeah, my favorite my favorite Shannon stories calls. are. <laughs> Go ahead. When. I'm going to list a house and the, like, let's say this was in the spring or especially last spring, April, May, when things are just selling like hotcakes, just whisper across the MLS and it's gone. Um, my sellers would say, well, we already booked Mayflower. Um, so <laughs> let's go on the market this Thursday at four o'clock and then we'll be sold by four fifteen, and then Aaron will come and we've met with Aaron and we've got our moving day scheduled. And I mean, that's the wild west of real estate, yeah. um, but those are that's one of my favorites. And it works that efficiently? <laughs> I mean, it is nice. It is nice for us, for me and lots of agents to have that relationship because a lot of people still have not used a professional yeah. moving company. And so when they say, just give Erin a call, then I can, mm-hmm. you know, steer them and it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> is it kind of an a la carte type situation or do you guys have, I mean, because it's not, Correct me if I'm wrong. It's not inexpensive to move your stuff. It's all across the board. But at I the mean, same time, when you think about how much time you're going to take and effort and stress and arguments with your spouse and <laughs> yelling at your kids to pack their shit, um, it's probably worth it, right? I mean, but at the same time, people get concerned about the cost. That's probably the big sure. thing, right? I have that conversation every day. But, you know, we move college students for a few hundred bucks to you know, people out on Lake Washington with huge homes for, you know, anywhere from two to $10,000. I mean, it's just all across the board. I mean, Mm -hmm. we offer lots of tricks to the trade to keep the cost down. I mean, some people don't care because who wants to move? Nobody. Nobody. Who wants to pack? 
Nobody. So Shannon does probably sometimes. Yeah, and actually that is true. Some Mostly people Jason actually thinks. do. Some people really do want to do that. So it's all across the board. Um, if cost is a concern, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I I tell sellers it is the and buyers it's the best check you'll ever write. Yeah, I mean, and once know, they do it, they say the same thing. You know, twenty years ago, if you think you know we're in our early we're we're in our late thirties. All of us are in our <laughs> late third mid. <laughs> Low thirties, <laughs> but you think back twenty years, and I just feel like parents weren't as busy as we are now. And mm-hmm. so, if you were going to move on Saturday, you might call ten buddies and you'd borrow somebody's flatbed, and somebody would bring a crockpot of barbecue, and you might just want to get the job done for your friends. Now, well, I got to bring my three year old to dance, and then my five year old to soccer, and then we have a hockey tournament in Wasika, and then I got to. You know, nobody has time to help. That's my line. I say all the Do time. Do you say I, that? I say there's not enough beer and pizza to even ask people to help anymore. No. Nobody has time. No. And and if they do have time, you're going to schedule it over five. Well, I can help for three hours on Saturday and then two on Sunday. And it becomes yeah. a logistical nightmare. Totally. To your totally. To yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. might move yourself the first time in your 20s because you're feeling young and hip and fit. And all you really have is that stupid Ikea bookcase and maybe a TV stand. Yeah. But then the second time Ikea you Ikea bookcase is like a swear word in our office. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Falls like, apart halfway through. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, literally on my notes, I'll say Ikea bookcase. And they'll be like, ugh. Mm. Thanks for choosing me on this one. Yeah, yeah. right. And Add the insurance. <laughs> yeah, right. The second move, you're not, you're not capable of moving your stuff. After you've, you've had a wedding so and crap. a shower and a baby and a baby shower and Tupperware parties and <laughs> yeah. So it. kind of like to bring it back to what we were talking about earlier, because when you mentioned baby showers and whatever, um, part of my job is, you know, not, not necessarily to convince people to move with us, but just t- to assure them about what our services can provide for them. Mm-hmm. Every time I walk through a door, I, it's a story. So it's um, some kind of transition. They're having a baby, need a bigger house, mm-hmm. got a new job, got a divorce, someone died. I mean, it, the mm-hmm. emotion that goes with any move, mm-hmm. um, it's my favorite part of my job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I all day long, if I have six estimates, I literally have to go home at night and be like, like I was at a horse ranch yesterday mm-hmm. with Jackie. Mm-hmm. Jackie's awesome, you know, and... Husband passed away, uh, has health issues. She's got to build a patio home. I mean, there's it's it's just amazing to me mm-hmm. um, that I get to hear these stories all day long. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you're saying with the retail, but this is you know the emotion that's involved. I mean, I have had tears with customers, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not far and few between. It's like often. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It yeah. says you're real. Yeah, it says you're real, and and that's the thing that the real people whether it's real estate, whether it's retail, mm-hmm. or whether it's moving, packaging, packing things up, moving, whatever you want to call it, if you do it the right way, mm-hmm. you're providing that value mm-hmm. and you're making fee- people, you're taking, you're helping them. You're taking a load off their back and you're actually assisting them mm-hmm. to better their life. And you know what the best thing is? Is, um, I mean, they make my job so easy is these, these guys that we have working for us. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love connecting with the customer on the front end. Well, then these guys come in. I'm just going to mention a few names. Jesse, Brandon, David, Austin. I, I, there's a lot mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. They come in 
multiple times a week, I will get a call just for the customer to say, I cannot believe how great they were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of people, you know, there's kind of a stigma with moving companies. You know, who are who's coming in the door? Who's going to show up? And these guys are so good. They're yeah. so professional. They're so charismatic. Um, they work so hard. Like most of the time, everyone is like, I can't. You know, Jesse, sorry, Jesse, but, you know, he's a little dude. And they'll see him and be like, how is he going to lift that? Mm-hmm. And then he just, just mm-hmm. <laughs> it. it's just unbelievable. They just work so hard. They really do. And it's, you know, I'm there the day of closing to do a final walkthrough. And sometimes clients are with me, sometimes they're not. Yeah. And if I see a Mayflower truck, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, I know everything's going to be just fine. And those guys are still working their butt off even when nobody's looking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I always feel just a sigh of relief when I hear Mayflower is moving part of a transaction that I'm involved in. Cause That's I, nice. I'm, and I'm not just saying that. I 100% yeah, mean it. I appreciate um, that. Mm-hmm, Cause I've, I've had some horror stories where, you know, it's a back to back to back transaction set of tracks transactions where, you know, Bob and Sally are buying this house and then they're buying that house. Yeah. Wasn't there a situation where, yes. oh yeah, that was remember tough. This? <laughs> yes. Um, my dear hubby had to come help okay. clean some Cause the movers were taking, there's supposed to be, you know, two or three guys and maybe one showed up and it was different company, not Mayflower. (laughs) Um, so then that delayed all those closings. And now we're talking about banks not being able to fund on time. I mean, it can be a huge disaster, especially on a Friday and then you're homeless over the weekend. And, um, you know, you don't think about it that way, but Mm -hmm. yeah, things are lined up for a reason, especially if it, if it's a quick Mm-hmm. quick turnaround. Yeah. You need your cash that. from that sale to buy the next house. It's a hectic time. Yeah. And the, you know, the poor customer, like when I go in, they're just like, I, I just don't know how this is going to go. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, let's just lay this out. We're going to come load on this day. We'll be here at two. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Whoa. yeah, just like so relieved. Yeah. Let and me ask you, what's the weirdest thing that you've Oh boy! Packed and, and carried away. <laughs> Can you disclose? I mean, there's well, big items, small so items, whatever. But I mean, I, what's like the weirdest story? I don't have as many of the. I don't have any of those stories. The yeah. guys do. Oh, I, suppose. I mean, they come actually... across all kinds of situations, and I don't even know if I can answer that. <laughs> I like one thing stands out in my head, and it's a, you know, it's very personal. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, it's not like you're naming a name. So, I mean, if you want to say the item, I mean, you know, was it a sex swing? Yeah, uh, there's lots of adult toys that get discovered. Sure. Like, oh, that drawer didn't get packed up. It's not the first thing you pack. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh, shoot. You would think they would just pack those items up, put them in one box in the back of their vehicle. Yeah, it's always a forgotten tote or a forgotten drawer under a bed or whatever. Mm -hmm. But of course, that's always fun for when they get back to the office and they're like, guess what we found? Yeah. bunch of stuffed squirrels and yeah, some right. oh there's yeah turn. there is a, there's a lot of that but well I'd assume there would be because people also have again we live in the midwest we live in you know Minnesota a lot of people hunt right mm-hmm. there's also a lot of big game hunters and animals so do you oh, guys also pack a lot of we do stuff? but it's really difficult because like we say really um, you can't do. re-kill that <laughs> so the like the packing that goes along with that is ridiculous i mean we we create it it's so specialized most of the time customers just take that on their own yeah yeah just to sure. make sure yeah yeah but i was gonna say for your benefit aaron she, 
uh, Mr. Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron boy. Hey. That just got confusing. You call me Jonesy if you want. Yeah. Thank you. Um, they can pack all your stuff. So if you don't even want to pack your socks or silverware drawer, she can come in and quote that out and they can legitimately pack everything, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. It that is. is kind of awesome. Because it's think done. About that. And then you put it and then it gets delivered. So I got to ask this too. I, when, when they drop it off or when you guys drop it off, right? Mm-hmm. How does that work? Because I have to admit, I've never hired a moving service yet. But um, it do the items get, you know, obviously labeled and they get put back in basically the same areas. Yep. Exactly where the you want The forks them. get put in the thing. Yep. So our crew, our crew will, you know, call the customer boss. Um, for the most part, they know, okay, that, that sofa is going to go in the living room. And so they kind of have a general idea when they get there, but they'll just ask. I mean, and if the customer is like, you know, it doesn't look that it doesn't look good there. Can you move the sofa to the left side of the room? Sure. No problem, boss. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. And it just happens like that. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. Don't yeah. even hang up your sex swing. <laughs> yeah. Again, take it down, <laughs> right. hang it up. It's not a problem. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, let's take a uh, well-deserved shout-out to our fantastic drink sponsor tonight, Yay. Chankaska Creek Ranch Winery and Distillery. I am, I'm going to reach over. I am empty. Yeah. Yes, let's please, let's please uh, cheers that for sure. Um, I'm going to pour myself another glass here in a moment. But just we thank Chankaska so much for the belief from the inception of this podcast, belief in Wes and I's vision to tell people stories in the community, and they do such a great job out there. Um, tonight we are drinking the Reserve Marquette 2019 version. Super delicious. It's going down smooth. Um, I want to ask you guys though, because yeah. I don't want to talk the whole time about Chankaska. Yeah. Do you have any stories or anything you want to share oh, about Chankaska, Shannon Bill? Yeah. So I used to organize a benefit for the Educare Foundation mm-hmm. and Jane and Kent Schwicker were super generous. When they first opened, they donated the space for five years in a row. Wow. So that we could host, yep. So we could host our benefit out in the tent, and it it was always a phenomenal event and very well run. And so, I mean, they've just got it dialed in as far as events go out there. So not just the wonderful wine and spirits, but the grounds are just stunning. It's one of my favorite places for sure. They absolutely are. Mm -hmm. I was just there last week. My youngest daughter um, goes to an amazing daycare, and all the daycare moms went out to Chankaska and hung out, and it was great. And Jane and I are both um, Jefferson Elementary mothers. I mean, I actually went there. Yeah, but I also me too. my kids also went there too. You did Jefferson Jaguars, baby. No way! I Can you sing song. the song? Are you oh, ready? Boy. Let's do it. We I'm are the Jefferson. Jeff- no, no, no. You're Jag- way off. Well, this is this is what it was I when am I was there. A Jefferson Jaguar. We are the best school in town. We were built in 1960. We will not let our school down. Rah, rah, rah. Teachers always try to help us, even if we get it wrong. J E F F E R S O N. Jefferson. Woo! That's awesome. I never thought that would happen. I, Nancy Dobson, I think. I think people literally just turned the podcast off. They probably did. We never claimed to be singers. Okay, guys. Shannon's over here like, good God. My perfect pitch is painting. I need it. Her eye, her, yeah. I know. I was listening to your, like, just your so talking funny. voice, and I'm like, gosh, she has the most beautiful talking voice, oh. and I forgot that you are a singer. She's musically talented. I'm not you a singer. You, I'm not. You well, can, you, she's a you pianist. You can sing. She's no, a pianist. I do have perfect pitch, but I don't sing very beautifully. 
God didn't bless me with great vocals. That well, sounds like you have great vocals. I, I'm Thank very you, happy that. that we did that. That was great. That was really We've exciting. had other Jefferson oh. talks on here, and I've I've thought about singing it. Started, I'd started a couple times. I think one was with Nancy Dobson. And I think you did have and the beginning right. I, I had it wrong. did, and then Wes was, Wes always, he goes, oh, God, here we go. Oh God. Where's well, Wes? Thank God Wes wasn't here. So we need to sing a Loyola and, and theme song. Back to Chankaska, James yes. Trickard and I were both yeah. fellow Jefferson moms. So she, if go. she were here, she would know that song, She'd too. be singing along, too. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm sure she would. I love it. Well, thank you to Chankaska. Yeah. Sorry to our guests and listeners and right. whatever. Cheers. I'm sorry that we sang that, but hey, yeah. we needed to. That was awesome. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick moment to do a well-deserved shout out to a new sponsor on the Get Deep podcast, and that is Coldwell Banker Commercial Fisher Group. It's kind of a mouthful, but here's what you need to remember. CBC Fisher Group, or just Fisher Group. And they have a belief in the Get Deep podcast because they also believe in stories that help build businesses and help build people up in their visions of what they want to do. So what that means, guys, they have a team of industry experts that is always learning and growing how to help you with all your commercial real estate needs. So whether you're buying, you're developing, you're leasing, you're selling, CBC Fisher Group is the go-to resource in Southern Minnesota. So if you're, if you're interested, excuse me, in making a real estate investment but don't know where to start, definitely, definitely, definitely reach out to CBC Fisher Group. What people don't understand is you don't always need millions of dollars to get started on a multi-million dollar real estate deal. You can get started with as little as 25K. So if you're ready to get deep into real estate, reach out to CBC Fisher Group today. Welcome back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Couldn't get as high as I thought I could. Uh, I'm gonna the, have that Jefferson song in my head. All oh night. God! You're I welcome. just apologized for everybody. <laughs> I'm so happy that you sang that with me, and oh and gosh. we were talking during break, you guys, about just the the area of town that we grew up in, which of course um, is always cool. You know, you just think about the area, and then you find out so and so grew up just down the road. In Aaron grew up on Record Street, and I grew up on Van Brunt. I mean, these two, this two is, blocks away. Yeah, like within two blocks, we both delivered papers for the the yes. free press. Is that yeah, for yeah, sure? Same. You had her mom in school. Uh, I had yes, I had her mother, and I believe it's second grade at Jefferson Elementary. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of connections. Totally. You know, and the, the, you know I, I was a little floored by all that. Mm -hmm. I just did not know that. We've, yeah. I mean, we've known each other for a number of years. It's just kind of interesting that that's never came up. Just never came out. Yeah. And yeah. so, no, Very what cool. a, what a cool area of town, though. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's kind of nostalgic now going back there. Of course, um, really pretty houses over in that range mm -hmm. too. I mean. It's you know a, a lot mix. more about houses than I do. And it's you guys a mix. Both it's like there's is, beautiful homes and then there's yeah. a lot, you know, it's really integrated. It has the potential for greatness. For sure. It really does. The old Victorians, I think, is the style, right? Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of Victorians over there and yeah. especially going down that road. Um, a lot of gingerbread. Byron, mm -hmm. Byron Street down yes. in front of. Yep. I've lived on Byron too. Yeah. I Lots mean, of there's Betsy a lot. Of, yeah. The Bessie Tacy house. Too. And yep. Love it's, it. uh, it's, it's amazing. So we left off you guys talking about, um, you know, a bunch of different, we've jumped around a little bit, but that's what happens on the get deep podcast. But we did talk about the sale of Mayflower or Cato, Cato moving in storage. How do you say it? What is exactly? So how you say we it? are like, we are Cato moving in storage, right? It's a local company, but we are a Mayflower agent, a Mayflower agent. Yes. And so that means so obviously, you know, Mayflower is a big moving company. So right. we're lucky to have kind of that umbrella over us. Right. Um, just allows us to offer more professional services to our customers. Love it. Mm -hmm. So 1891 established, amazing, uh, very old. 
Um, and then in 1994, correct, your dad came on board. Uh, no. 74. 78. Sorry. 78. It's when my dad bought mm-hmm. the first company, which was out in La Hillier. Okay. And then we moved to this building downtown on Poplar Street in 1994. 1994, okay. That's when was he bought move. this building, which had been a moving company since 1891, if I'm getting that right. Um, yeah, and then Ryan Wempen uh, bought it in 2017, along with uh, partners, his mm-hmm. wife Diane, his son Randall, Mary Canada. And at, at the time, I think there were some other family members involved, but I believe it's just the four owners right now. But, you know, Ryan is... The boss man. Mm-hmm. Okay. In and my, yeah. 2017. In 2017. Yeah. And then when did you start working for them? So I started March 16th of 2020. Oh, wow. She remembers the <laughs> day. I do. And I. That's amazing. And that why? is, that is significant. Yeah. That is significant because just such a pivotal time in my life. And, uh. Honestly, like, you know, prior to me starting this job, I, you know, been through some stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I look back and March 16th of 2020, from that day on, literally, um, just really good things have happened and um, has a lot to do with a lot of people. But Ryan certainly is included, along with Mary, his son, Randall, Mm -hmm. uh, everyone that I work with. Mm -hmm. We are a family for sure. Yeah, great people. Yeah, Ryan's done an amazing job with this company. So the 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 four partners take over, mm-hmm. you know, they buy. And what did you notice immediately changed within the company since the new ownership came in? Well, I mean, in no it's not even disrespect to my dad. I mean, you know, my dad owned this business for forty plus years. And I, I did a great job. I mean, you think about how Mankato has changed as a community from, you know, 45 years ago till now, I think for him, the business ran its course under his ideas and ideals and whatever. So, and I remember when he was ready to sell it, it was stressful. I mean, this was a family business and he had these employees and, you know, he just didn't want anything to happen to it. And um, I, I know, sought out lots of developers and people in our community to, are you interested? Are you interested? Um, and then I, I can't remember how Ryan showed up, but it was just like a, such a relief yeah. um, because Ryan came in um, and just quite honestly was just the perfect person. Mm-hmm. Um, he, his excitement, his um, enthusiasm towards like, you know, how he wanted to make changes and blah, blah, blah. And, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. And so, um, I loved what my dad did with this company, but I cannot even say enough about what Ryan and his partners are doing. It's mm. just so exciting. And I can't believe I get to be a part of it. It's yeah. so bizarre. So I'll, can I kind of dive into that? Yeah. Cause Please. it was kind of interesting. Um, and we talked a little bit about this. So in 2019, I was diagnosed with leukemia um, in February. And um, that was just a tough time period in my life. I, I, I was not in a good relationship and um, then got sick and kind of went through that. Um, 
and killed it, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> beat, the, beat the damn cancer. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Which I don't even like to think of it that way because everyone would send me these coloring books and it would say, fuck cancer. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Don't swear at my cancer because this is being good to me. <laughs> like, I'm going to survive this. Like, don't be mean to my cancer. Um, oh. Anyway, so come 2020, um, you know, I was done with treatment. I My hair was growing back. I could dye it blonde again. I mean, everything was falling into place. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I was working for a nonprofit at the time, and I did like that job, but um, my, my team was kind of falling apart, and I just, I kind of felt like something's not right here. Like, I, I need to make changes. Um, uh, one change being I needed to get out of my relationship um, and look for a job. And I went on Indeed, and the first thing I Googled, or I searched sales, first thing that came up was Kato Moving and Storage. Wow. And I called Linda Olson in the office, who I'd known since I was two because she's worked for my dad. And I was like, Linda, who do I talk to? And I went in and talked to Ryan like a day or two after I reached out. And um, bless her heart, Mary Canada, who was one of the owners and now a coworker of mine. Um, she told me afterwards, she went into Ryan's office and she was like, we have to hire her. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, it's just, oh, I mean, everything just turned the corner for me yeah. from that moment on. It's yeah. just great. I mean, that for me, a, for my kids, for yeah. everyone involved. That's not a sign. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I saw it, I was like, you've got to be kidding. What are the odds? I know. You know, and growing up with the business, I just know the dialogue. I just, I'm doing my dad's job. Yeah. You know, and my dad, we talked about it a lot. Like, you know, should I work with him and that, that, that. It wasn't the right time. This was the right time. Right. And with the right people too. Right. Yeah. So did they still want that position filled coming into this pandemic? You know what I mean? So pandemic was not even on the radar. Not quite. I mean, like literally within weeks. I think it was within two weeks. Okay. Um, So yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. How did your business handle it? It was, you know, actually we were really busy during COVID. Yeah. Because we were essential. Yeah. We were were essential. And um, we we moved a lot of people. Interest rates were really low. Mm -hmm. Um, People were bored. They could bounce around. I don't know. Yeah. They were like moving was uh, occupying time. Yeah. A lot of people so wanted we out of the busy. city. Mm-hmm. Were you storing a lot of things because people were doing home remodels too? Yes. Like we were all of a storing. Like, we need to get this shit out because we're going to redo our whole first floor. Yeah. We started doing a lot of storing then because there was so much delay. Um, and then, you know, the um, lumber industry prices skyrocketing, people couldn't get their product on time. So yeah, there was a lot of, uh, I don't, certainly don't want to say benefit, but we were busy during that time. Yeah, yeah. we were too. One of those kind of weird businesses that just, yeah, we were busy. I was going to jump back a little bit and just talk to you. I didn't ask you earlier, but okay, so your dad owns this business for 40 years. Um, do you have, I mean, let's say that he was struggling to find people to move product right to move people you're down staff maybe people don't show up I mean as far as a child of this business and grew up in that business where you ever pulled and like hey I need your help like you need no. to come to the family business and do anything like that was there anything no. like that you <laughs> no said you I had mean, a brother you how many siblings again 
Well, now I have you. three, but my brother and I, you know. Your stepbrother, David, works there. He works there yes, currently. Right. Um, no, my brother and I were never pulled into it. Um, <laughs> um, my first husband, John Fritz, he he worked there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if he didn't want to. Yeah, so I mean, there's certainly opportunity for, you know, family members, but yeah, no. And I, I remember, um, you know, there was certainly slow periods where my dad would kind of gripe about that and then super period super busy periods where you couldn't talk to him and that's kind of the case with the industry now it's just it, you know shannon yeah. it's kind of the same with real yeah. estate it's just ebbs and flows yeah. well i'm curious too because I, I always think about dinner conversations and i brought this up in the podcast quite often right when people have family businesses or they have businesses in general that they have sweat sweat blood and tears involved um you know how is the conversation around the dinner table growing up was was it always was he so ingrained and so involved in that no. or was it it was pretty chill. He was able to let it go. and Yeah, know, no, I don't remember. remember. My dad's not. Uh, well, it's kind of funny. We do. We call him Frusto Man because he gets, I don't know, he gets really like <laughs> irritated, <laughs> but not about work. Like um, I could always go into his office and talk to him about anything. And so, no, it was never, hmm. no. You had a previous podcaster on, um, and she said, my parents never talked about the family business at dinner. And I thought, I might have to call them <laughs> well, <laughs> because that's so rare to me, I think. Absolutely. And I was going to turn to you too, Shannon, and be like, how does that work with you and Jason? And I'm sure maybe we talked about it on your you know, episode number six. But yeah, I mean, how does that, that work? I, you, you guys kind of have to be on call all the time. I know you guys seven. have figured out your balance and really well and your kids and understand that sometimes, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, but... That's a conversation that happens often. Yes. I mean, personally, I think it's good to expose your kids to what mom and dad are doing and the struggles that we have and how we overcome them. Um, I think RJ probably could write a purchase agreement if he had to because he's (laughs) seen us do it so many times. Um, But I think that's okay. It Mm -hmm. shows them what hard work looks like. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, You know, should we... I mean, we don't fight in front of the kids, but, you know, I don't encourage fighting about money or things like that, exposing kids to those sorts of stresses. But I think it's good to show them, hey, mm-hmm. mom's got to go show a house. And, yeah, it's 8 p.m. and I'm going to miss your volleyball game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's okay. gonna be That there's yeah. going to be times yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 So they appreciate it when, you know, when you're there. Yeah. You know, too. Absolutely. We had yeah. a conversation. I had a conversation with a, somebody the other day about that. My kids are really young. I have two toddlers. My son is three and my daughter's 18 months. And so they're not involved in all the sports stuff. But my growing up, I my parents making it to sporting events was pretty sporadic. <laughs> right. And then I had friends who made it to every freaking game and they mm-hmm. you know you get that uncomfortable conversation every once in a while like where are your parents yeah and the older i got in sports too the more it kind of bothered me i think mm-hmm. but then now fast forward to where i am now you know they were working they yeah. were working people they didn't have the luxury to take all that time off to travel to austin or go to Owatonna or all these places because yep. they were working and was i a little sad about that sure because i saw a lot of other friends that had parents there but it also taught me to appreciate when they showed up for sure. and be like, yes, you're here, you know, yeah. and they'd show up to the big ones yeah. for sure. But yeah. it was some of those distance meets they just weren't able to do. Yeah. yeah. My husband's That's a farmer and was raised by farmers and yeah, same thing. I mean, he yeah. just, they didn't have time for that. Right. No. You know, and fortunately our daughter together will probably experience that. I mean, when he walks through the door, which sometimes, especially now during harvest is very far and few between, no. I mean, it's like, God walked in the door. Yeah. Yep. Danny. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
I hope a camera caught that face that yeah, she just I made. love it. <laughs> little Joey. Yes, little Joey. Yeah, oh, I love great. it. Yeah. No, it's it's good. Family business. And it's I do agree, Shannon, as well, that it should be talked about. It should be. Yeah, yeah I definitely know, knew my parents worked hard. I mean, my mom was a teacher and administrator. My dad owned his own business. I knew they worked hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they did do a good job of, like, um, not bringing it home. I mean, they... I, I feel like I just had a really well-rounded upbringing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you about your mom and being a teacher? Sure. How long ago did she retire? Do you happen to know? I'm guessing it's going to be close to 10 years. Okay. I could be a little off on that, but. Well, she, so she was at Jefferson for a long time. She was. Again. So she started when I was in fifth grade and I'm not very good at math. <laughs> so that was a long time ago. Right. Well, for a long time she taught. Yeah. So just curious if you're willing to touch on it too, you know, obviously that the public school system right now is in just kind of a weird flux, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are pulling their kids out. The Mankato school systems in a pretty, pretty yep. hard deficit. I think the last time I heard it was like a $9 million deficit because yes. so many people pulling their kids, yep. put them in private or deciding to go a different route or homeschool. Yeah. Or homeschool. Um, what does somebody like your mom who was a teacher and I know it was elementary, right? But mm-hmm. still it matters. What was, uh, what's something that, does your mom share opinions about that today and how she thinks? Yep. What is what are her thoughts on that? If this you can is what be... she says. I'm very glad I'm retired. Yeah, that's yeah. what she says. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, I'm sure she has a lot more thought on it, but um, gosh, but she was such a good teacher, and I, not better, but even I would say even better uh, administrator principal. Um, I can't even imagine how she would feel to be still doing what she uh, did in today's world. I think it's probably hard for her. I mean, I guess we haven't really dove into it too much, but I hear her often say that she's glad that she's retired, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I've had these conversations not only with guests on the Get Deep podcast, a lot of times offline or just in the store at Jay Long's, but um, there's been multiple teachers that I've heard, heard of retiring early um, because of the fact that they're a little fed up with just the lack of support they feel. Yeah. Um, and I, again, not to deep dive into this, but it is the get deep podcast, but the lack of, um, discipline, you know, to that there, there's, there's, there can be riffraff and now there's not as many support systems to assist teachers in Mm -hmm. disciplining problematic children. But let's be honest, problematic children just need a little extra attention most of the time. And if there's not that available, then it causes stress on the whole system, we which were, also side, I'll just say this real quick and I'll let you take over. But a lot of this starts with families too. You know, it's like parenting, like where's the self-responsibility? You can't expect the teachers to be babysitters to your kids. That's right. exactly what I was going to say. We were actually just talking about that at the office um, in relation to, you know, what happened at East High School right at the beginning of the school year, which I mean, not even to single out East High School because it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can talk about what's happening in schools, but really it's, it's what's happening in homes. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's hard to be a parent, mm-hmm. period. Even if you have all your shit together, it's hard. Right. So um, I know, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. I, I get, um, it's sometimes daunting to me, all the work that it takes to raise kids and make sure they're kind. And yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. 
And then for what these teachers are enduring and they, you know, have a classroom with, you know, one kid on this end of the spectrum and the other kid on this end of the spectrum and they got to deal with everything in between. I, it's amazing what they do and we need to support them more. hundred percent. Yeah. Did you have any other opinions on that, Shannon? You know, our kids are at Loyola, our youngest two, and I was just going to say, since COVID, it's seen a 30, 38% uh, enrollment increase. I heard so, that. Yeah. Why well, do you think that is? I just think, you know, things just got really politically charged, and, you know, people were looking for maybe cl- smaller class size or um, something private where you have the independence to make your own decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was telling me today, I heard that recently too, that the, the enrollment is, has been increasing for sure, highly increasing at Loyola or private school systems. But then I was also hearing, uh, at the same time that a lot of people that have been enrolled there for a while are becoming a little disenfranchised with that because now, you know, there's more and more people now, a lot of the, per- I don't want to say perks, I can't think of the right word, but now class sizes are getting bigger. They're getting a little bit stressed on the system. There's in some people are now leaving I the don't private. Know. Is that, have you been I feeling any of that? I haven't hearing seen any that. Of that? Okay. You know, Jovi's in fifth grade and they've got three sections and she's got 15 or 16 kids in her section. So okay. that's still much smaller than the, yeah. you know, 26 20, that she yeah. had at Hoover. Um, and RJ's in ninth and I think he's, I think they had four new kids, well, maybe five new kids now. Um, so he's maybe got 31 in the entire ninth grade. Sure. sure. So yeah. that's still way smaller than Savannah's graduating class of, yeah. I think, 300 at West. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I graduated with the class of 350. So yeah. it's that's just a big high school. Yeah. So you can I don't be, know what East is. But. We just love Loyola. You can be a big fish in a small yeah. pond and play well, all your sports and be in all the things. And, and and at the end of the day, I mean, look at us. We are in Southern Minnesota. There, there's not a ton to complain about. I will, right. you know, just kudos yeah. to our school system because I think we're in a good place compared to a lot of other areas in the country. Um, but, you know, everyone has to do what's best for their families and, and hopefully if they are able to do the best they can at home. Yeah. Yeah. True. Agreed. Yeah, we got to start making those decisions pretty quick ourselves, just with the young kiddos. But yeah, um, it is weird. I think about my youngest daughter, who is significantly other than my older children, and what she's going to have yeah. to face. I mean, who knows what it's going to be I like know. for her? Phones are such a game I changer. Know, and I'm going to be in my sixties. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Looking hell? great. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be preserved with my <laughs> reserve. Amen. Uh, yes. Cheers to Chancaska. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, we got to have another cheers Ooh, I need to get fill my there. glass. How come mine's empty? And I don't know. Do you got a hole in that one? There's What's going on with right. that? I'm sure that's what it is. You got the lazy Susan over there. Yeah. Susan, don't be lazy. Get it over there. <laughs> oh, that's good. Go, 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 go. No, I mean, it, it's it's good conversation. I actually have thrown the invite out to Akram Osman, which is the uh, principal of East. I actually worked with uh, this is kind of a throwback. I've known Akram for many years. Been a client of Jay Long's. He's kind of come full circle now. Uh, back to being the principal of East. Him and I worked together. If you guys remember, there was a restaurant in the River Hills Mall called the Magic Walk. Oh, yeah, and for sure. They were kind of known for their orange chicken and beef and broccoli. Yeah. I mean, all sorts of things. But uh, Akram and I had uh, my first, um, outside of delivering papers and mowing lawns and working in construction with my stepfather, that was my first, like, official job. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so Akram and I served up platters of, you know, 
Asian food together and talked and he was a really nice kid. And so I've known him for a while and I'm, I've invited him on. He's got a really busy schedule, especially diving into everything with East, but I'm going to get him on here eventually. And then also talk to Paul Peterson a little bit too. Yeah. I just want to have the real conversation with them about it. Yeah. And I don't have kids in the system yet, but I want to know like, what are their thoughts? Now, it may be canned answers, you guys, but mm-hmm. again, at the Get Deep podcast or on the Get Deep podcast, it's like, just what's going on? What's your opinion? Right. How do we fix it? It's not to sit here and my goal isn't to bring it up to talk shit about anybody. My right. goal is to bring it up to say, what are the solutions? How can maybe yeah. we start a conversation, how we can make it better? Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of it starts with the in-home you know, I bet parenting that's, and communication there. But, but that's um, tricky for or Akram, or anyone in that position because 100%. of the sensitivity of just so many people. I mean, you just have to be so careful. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Especially today. It yeah. seems like you have to be more careful today than, yeah. than ever. But yeah. Well, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I already asked you the weirdest object moved. I think we can check that one off the list. <laughs> I wanted to talk, get back to the moving company again, but um, I think I asked you this recently, Aaron. Uh, how far is the service for Cato Moving and Storage? Um, you guys can pretty much go anywhere. Like, Quite honestly, we're like worldwide. Okay, we can do anywhere, international anywhere. moves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's due to the Mayflower Agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Very cool. What is the farthest that you? Can remember. I, I again, if Mary was here, I said <laughs> you should just come with me or replace me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, uh, let's I'm sure just, Asia. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, anywhere. Yeah. I'm trying to think of clients we've had in common. I know. I'm just trying to think even in recent because, um, God, we were in like a, we were in, I think we were in like South Africa. Um, we moved a couple there. I, it, we go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most common for us, Florida, Texas. Um, I feel like Tennessee has been really common. All over the country for sure. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our own guys can take those loads on their own. So it's kind of funny. We like send them off like, oh, Brandon's going to Texas this week. Oh, no kidding. And, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's pretty, I mean, it, in the places you just said, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, a lot of these places that are hotbeds of people moving from definitely the Midwest, but Minnesota for sure, mm-hmm. right? The mid, you know, Midwest people want to go down to these places, yeah. not only for the nicer weather, but obviously in the last handful of years, you know, certain political reasons and tax structures and all yes. the things, right? So yeah, um, we, it, a lot uh, of South Dakota, a lot of South Dakota. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense too. Um, no, that was good. We wanted to dive in. We were chatting during break about all the things that your company is involved in for giving back. Oh, yeah. sure. So I have a list of all of them. Now, if you don't nail them all. <laughs> is this a quiz? If you don't nail them all and with an order, or in order, then we're just, what, what's going to happen is Shannon's going to go, eh. Um, in and order? So, yeah. Um, starting with the one that they donate the most time slash money to all the way down to the least. What? Okay, I might be kidding. Yeah, I was going to say, where did you get that list? <laughs> You're like, hand me that list. I know that you um, just kidding. store equipment for the symphony. We do. Yeah. Um, we also store the art for the Mankato City Art, City art Walk. Oh, mm-hmm. oh that's Super cool. generous, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we do a ton for the United Way. I mean, we set up for foosball last weekend. We oh, deliver right. the books. Um, 
men's events, you name it. Um, We just finished doing a lot of stuff for my place, which is just an amazing um, thing that they're doing. Jeez. I mean, FOCP. I mean, name a nonprofit. I'm sure you've helped. Yeah. FOCP. Um, Oh my goodness. Mankato marathon, which now starts in our parking lots. Um, they store all their swag in our warehouse. I mean, we do a ton with the marathon. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch on here, which I bring these up because you guys, it's important because the, the get deep podcast is obviously very community oriented and we, we like to bring up the things that people give back and, and, uh, because there's so many businesses that do, I mean, that's what really drives this, this local market economy and what and what keeps us all connected is the giving back which is which is super cool and there's a list of probably 25 22 different things that you guys do it's just awesome we got um i mean i'm just saying this because we're very proud of it so i think it was two years ago for gmg we got the volunteer of the year award which is really great and obviously ryan and the so proud all of us were very proud um and i think that it was kind of like um, because when Ryan took over ownership, he has this really, um, he has this really like interestingly gentle way of, it's not a show, um, but people know they can come to him mm-hmm. and he will say yes. I mean, and not that he's like an entire like, oh, yes, man, yes, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's very thoughtful about his business. But um, when it comes to like on Saturday morning last weekend, um, one of our guys, I think daughter got sick or whatever. So who was upsetting human foosball? Ryan. Wow. Um, So he's just he just does such a good job. And um, I just can't even say enough. It's just amazing to me that that so like my dad, when he owned it, stuff a truck. That was like a oh, yeah. huge fundraiser event in Mankato. Well, this community has changed so much. I mean, just think of the nonprofit growth yeah. in our community. Yeah. And um, fortunately for us, I don't think people realized the capabilities that we have between the trucking and the storing and the labor. And, and Ryan's just tapped into that. And so yeah. now it's so fun. Like um, Tara at United Way calls and just like, oh, my God, I need this 25-foot pole moved from blah, 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 to blah, blah, blah. Can you do it? I'm like, yeah, we'll be there at two. <laughs> and it's just so fun that people now know we c- they can just call us. Yeah. And um, what event was it? It was um, MSU. Um, Hockey Day Minnesota? No, 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 no. It was um, in the ballroom. Purple and Gold Gala? No. Okay, we're going to get that wrong. See, I keep forgetting things. Um, <laughs> it, it's not. Thank you, Chan. It wasn't Cirque de Crave, but it's. Um, Okay, anyways. Mm-hmm. It was a big event. Yes, yeah, so it was a big event. And so we had to go get all the decor and stuff for it. Four gigantic trees from Drummer's Garden Center. And me and my coworker, Alex, me, <laughs> let me just repeat that, are carrying these trees up the steps oh of MSU into the ballroom. Um, and we had a blast. Yeah. Like, it's just so fun, the things that we get ourselves yeah. into, and we just love it. It's That's really fun. Like, the the best thing about Mankato, being such a small town, is that totally. everyone is so giving. Yeah. And joyfully. Yeah. And humbly. It's yeah. really great. It is great. It is a beautiful community. For sure. That is for sure. For sure. And I just, again, just kudos to um, Ryan tapping into all of that since he's taken over. It's just so great. Yeah. And he's really allowed me 
to extend myself in the community to just kind of help that, you know? Right. So it's Cause you're good. involved in a couple things. A couple things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mostly just GMG. I love GMG ambassadors. I'm so proud to be a part of it. I think if anyone has an opportunity to volunteer that way, it's such a great way to see Mankato's growth, yeah. this community's growth, hear people's stories, yeah. um, even meet fellow ambassadors. I just, I love it. It's yeah. been one of the best things um, to add to my resume, so mm-hmm. to speak. I just love it so much. I love it. Yeah, it's and a great group. You yeah. did Blingo Bingo la- uh, last year? Two years ago, I did. I mean, I sold Blingo cards this year, and then I yeah. was one of the callers two years oh, ago. Yeah. So this was a fundraiser for cancer survivors to raise money for the JC yes. Foundation. Yeah, so I got to share my little story there. That was great. I didn't um, I didn't know you very well in 19. Um, you said you were diagnosed with leukemia. How did you find that out, and how did that look and change who you are now? Great question. That's a big question. Yeah, that is a big question. But um, I have told this story, and it's it's a part of my life, and it's always going to be. Um, so it was um, Super Bowl Sunday, February third, two thousand nineteen. Wow. See, there are some things I remember. Yeah. Um, and I just wasn't feeling great. So as that week progressed, I just like had the flu. I mean, you know, fever, aches, blah blah blah. It's February. Yeah, and I was sick. I mean, I was sick. Um, and. Part of my story is that my mom will tell you, I am just not good at going to the doctor. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And by that Sunday, um, I think February 10th, um, I had bruises like all over my legs and um, like in my, it was a mess. I was a mess. And I um, was married to somebody at the time that I, I said to him, I just said, I better go to the ER. So I went to the ER and uh, it did not take them long. I mean, they took a couple blood samples and this doctor, Dr. Chu, came into the room and flat out just looked at me and said, Erin, you have blood cancer and you need to get to Rochester Mayo right now. And it was crazy. I remember um, that moment in Animal Planet was on the TV. Things you remember, right? In the ER, and I remember looking up, and oddly enough, both of my grandmothers had passed away. I remember thinking, like, oh, I better tell my grandma. (laughs) She's not even around. Just so weird. Like, it's such an overwhelming moment. You couldn't even process. Yeah, so you fast forward. So I got to Rochester, and um, I had chemo within an hour of even just arriving. It was so, I was, it was urgent. Wow. Um, I should have probably gone to the doctor. You'd have, you'd been feeling crummy for a week? Yeah. And then like literally, I mean, my, my, I guess my blood was like boiling. Yeah. And so I was not many hours away. I think if I would not have gone in that day, they tell me that I probably would not have been there. So I had a diagnosis of acute myeloid leukemia, um, initially. And then it was about three or four days later that, um, Testing had proven that I had a really rare cancer in children, much less a 42-year-old woman at the time that I was, um, acute promulocytic leukemia. And it's like one of the most survivable leukemias. So I literally went from losing my life to getting my life back. And so when I joke about like people sending me these coloring books that said, you know, fuck Mm -hmm. cancer, I'm like, oh, no, no. No, 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 I love my cancer because you know, I, I got a survivable one and yeah. it was really hard. I um, was in Rochester for not quite two months wow. and then was able to finish my chemo treatment in Mankato um, five days a week. I think I got back home 
gosh, the timeline's so goofy. Got back home like end of March, early April of 2019 and then finished my treatment end of November. So five days a week for eight months. Uh, set up at the Andreas Cancer Center. Those nurses are still to this day very good friends of mine. And yeah, it was nuts. Did you tolerate it well? I did. I did. I, um, I am, I think I'm innately a positive person. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think it's easier for me to be a little more prideful about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I have children and I was going through tough times and I, I think I just knew I had to power through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of loved not having hair for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, you it looked was, great. It was well. I mean, like initially, now. I was just like, "God, I feel badass." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, G-I and I met Aaron. incredible people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I met such incredible people. Mm-hmm. Some who are no longer with us, and um, I feel I. You know, so how I live differently now. I mean, in a nutshell, is I definitely walk a different walk. I just. Um, I don't sweat the small stuff as much and I am just grateful. And I, um, you know, where I'm at now, I'm married to just like the kindest man and we have this beautiful daughter together and my kids are all happy and healthy and I'm just so grateful. Mm -hmm. And then this job, I mean, you know, life Mm -hmm. takes turns and mine certainly has taken turns. None that I ever would have ever dreamed. Um, I look back and I've spent some time being a little embarrassed about, um, where things have gone, but I don't know, whatever. What do you do? Well, you you know, oh, for sure. And and you, you learn that as you're older, but you know, you don't, you don't think like, oh, I'm going to have three marriages and cancer and but I mean, attitude is everything, right? Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my family and and where I'm at today. Yeah. I feel like there are a lot of cancer um, people, uh, women especially with cancer now or have just beaten it that have approached it with such a positive attitude. And I think it makes all the difference. I do too. Yeah. You know, and that's probably one of the blessings of social media too, is you get all this support and yeah, you're able to share what you're going through. Yeah. It's really personal too. Cause I know other women that um, have either gone through it or are going through it and it's hard for them to share and it's not positive for them. Right. And that's, that's hard because you can't, can't force that out of someone. I mean, it's you hearing those words, my goodness. Yeah. um, That's not words that you want to hear. Right. And a lot of people hear them more than once. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, cheers to you and your clean bill of health. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, clink, clink. Cheers to that. Thank you. Good job. Yes. And, and uh, you should be very proud of yourself, how how you handled that situation. You know, my friend Deidre Vosberg, who is a very good friend of mine, she went through a journey herself Mm -hmm. and we both kind of say like, okay, you know, we've told that story, but you know, I could be in my eighties and I'm still going to tell that story. So if it it helps anyone, I don't, whatever it's, it's part of the, part of the deal. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, you look great, and I'm so happy that you took the time out of your busy schedule to join us on the Get Deep podcast. Yeah, thank you for tonight. having me. I'm so happy that Shannon mm. and made so time to accept the co-host position. Once again, for us singing that song. <laughs> Why? It's going to be great. I can't wait till oh Wes hears this episode. And he's I don't gonna, know if he's, I'm going to listen to he's this. He's going to just like, oh, He's going to make it his ringtone. Yeah. He hates, he doesn't hate when I sing, but <laughs> there's been so many episodes that he has had Jordan edit out 
my singing. <laughs> well, I suppose I'll we hear could a do song that. and I'll you be like, ah, nah, nah. you know. Jordan, don't it's edit so it. Yeah. Yeah, are, we, do are we wrapping up here, out. Aaron? We're getting close. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, before, I mean, whatever, do what you got to do. But yeah. I just want to thank you, Shannon, like mm. just for um, supporting our business. And oh, absolutely. You're lovely to work with. And I just, I like when you call or a customer says, hey, yeah. I'm working with Shannon Beal. And I just, yeah. we really appreciate that. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm glad sure. you're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's great. It's a beautiful thing. Business yeah. collaboration. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's room for it. There's a ton of people in this community that are so great. Yeah. And I, again, I full circle back to the beginning of this podcast. So very honored to be sitting with you two, but to also be able to interview as many people as we have on the Get Deep podcast. It's, it's not about Wes and I, it's about building up the community and telling the stories. We just get to sit in this, this, this cool seat and have Chan Casca spoil us with drinks and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and tell all these cool stories about life. So yeah. again, thank you for your time yeah. at the end of every episode. Unless Shannon, you got any more questions? Hey, I'm ready to wind. You're ready down. to wind down. Does that, baby? Mean, does that mean we have <laughs> to? I'm choosing you again. Finish our drink and you again. Why, okay. why not? So at the, uh, we used to call it the final five, but uh, Wes came up with the idea we should be calling it the wind down because why not? But brought to you by our friends at Chancaska. So we have five final questions for Aaron Peets tonight. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Okay, cool. Uh, question number one: Candy bar. So we're going to label it. So if you could choose one candy bar that describes who you are, which candy bar would that be and why? I don't know if it describes who I am, but a frozen Snickers bar from Spring Lake Pool. <laughs> I mean, come on. Hell yeah. And that does, I mean, layers. I got layers. Mm-hmm. Yep. A little crunch, a little smooth. A little nutty. Little, yeah. Little I'm a little cold. <laughs> Can I say a that? Cold. <laughs> you <laughs> said it. <laughs> yeah. Too late now, Shannon. So, right. <laughs> yeah. No, it certainly could be a little nutty. Um, she calls fro- it next time. Can I, can I speak Snickers, a little nutty? <laughs> a Snickers, but it's got to be a frozen. And I don't know what it was about Spring Lake Pool, frozen Snickers. It was like the best. Yeah. Because yeah. it's hot. You're swimming. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, no, they're so underrated. If you will. I mean, the people that know them love them. Yeah. But for those who are listening, be like, I've never had a frozen Snickers yeah. bar. Go mm. try one. You won't be disappointed. Like They're the, super good. Just freezing a regular one or with yeah. the ice cream? No ice cream. Like just, just a regular, regular one. one. Yeah. A regular Won't one. you break a tooth? They're all good. You can. You could. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, I was, it's a great question that you added there because <laughs> I was thinking the ice cream one. But I have no. also tried to do the basic one and freeze them. I do like the ice cream ones more. No, the other ones you're right. They're a little. They're good, but you got to let them like really it's soften like in a, your mouth. Yeah, I've got good teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that are probably great for biting. Yeah, right. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, question number two. So I think you kind of answered this, but the number one lesson you learned during your cancer journey. I, I appreciate every moment. I mean, don't sweat the small stuff. I mean, it's 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 all kind of cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. Because right. once you feel like you lost your life, you really do have to appreciate every moment. Yeah. I mean, right. so I yeah. I really just kind of, even though I've always been positive, I feel like I'm kind of like out of control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm like I, Miss Sunshine, which would irritate the hell out of my brother. <laughs> But it makes sense though too, right? I mean, you kind of had to, you have to put yourself in that state of mind. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to beat this. I'm going to. Yeah. I mean, I would assume. I, I think I, I just approach things a lot calmer now because I just know, like, you just never know. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Probably makes you a great uh, psychotherapist for a lot of on the edge sellers. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh, 100%. And not only that, but also I walk into a lot of doors where people are dealing with cancer. Yeah. And so then I, you know, I can say, I understand the dialogue, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Each day is a gift. Yes, it is. Hundred percent. Like is. my mother, Deidre, Deidre, and I don't even say day by day. We say ten minutes by ten minutes. Yeah. I mean, it really comes down to that because things can happen real quick. Yeah. Wow. I know Jonesy likes to quote his grandma Fama. Yeah. And she's got some good ones. Grandma Fama. Give me is one. Awesome. But, oh yeah, what do you got? Uh, well, I mean, the, the one pertaining to this, just going back to sales, but she'd always just say, when you look at uh, people like dollar signs, you're going to fail. She, that was oh. one thing she'd always said. She said, people are people. People don't look at them as, as a number mm-hmm. or dollar signs because she did retail with Brett's way back in the oh, day. Wow. And then she also sold real estate in Iowa because that's where she was from, sure. Ames. Yeah. And um, she did a lot of things in her life. But uh, And my grandpa sold for IDS, which became American Express and blah, blah, blah. They were very successful. But she was my favorite lady of all time. And uh, she had she had some quotes. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the dollar sign thing resonated. And I, when I get into retail, I always remember that just treat people nice, like mm-hmm. a human. Don't look at them as how much can I sell them? Cause I'm looking to make commission, which is really hard when you're starting off. Well, for sure too. But you also cannot judge a book by its cover because you might see true. someone and be like, Oh, yeah. they look like they have a lot of money, but guess what? Yeah. They broke. Yeah. And this guy yeah. over here, he's the one with money yeah. and doesn't, you yeah. know, I mean, you just yeah. can't do that. Yeah. I, well, I'll tell a really, really quick story and then get back to you. But, um, when I first started in the, the, uh, retail business, uh, Jay Long's was still in the mall before we moved out of the mall. We were there for 19 years. It was Knight's chamber for a while yep. and then it turned to yep. Jay Long's I remember that. in our last location. Well, I was just starting not too long before that. And I saw this guy come in in these, these, uh, kind of dirty overalls and some shit kickers uh, cowboy boots for those of you who don't know that what I'm talking about. And he just looked kind of ragged, um, kind of just all around. Well, me and my young cocky, stupid, immature, whatever you want to say phase, I decided I would turn that over and said, you can help him. You know, I, I gave it to like a part timer and just said, you can, you can help him. I just thought this guy's probably not going to buy much. Um, didn't look like the type that I really wanted to work with at the time. I hate saying it, but that was the truth. And um, this guy ends up working with a part-timer, the nicest guy, salt of the earth, Midwestern farmer, probably had enough cash in his bank account to buy our fucking store, mm-hmm. right? And I totally missed the opportunity to meet yeah. that good person mm-hmm. and deal with that or deal with him and like have a good experience because I was immature and didn't understand that. Do not judge. And it's not that... I missed the opportunity to make that sale because I judged a book by its cover. It's more like you're, you're a dumbass. Just take care of people. Some people. Okay. So I have to show this. So one of my favorite movies of all times is pretty woman. Oh yeah. Do you remember when she gets turned away Mm -hmm. at the store and then she, and then she goes back and she's all dressed to the nine and she goes, do you remember me from yesterday? And the woman was like, I'm sorry, I don't. And she's like, well, you wouldn't wait on me. And then she looks at them and says, uh, you work on commission, right? And she and she's holding all of her bags from Rodeo Drive. And she's like, big mistake, big, huge. Mm-hmm. I have to go shopping now. Mm-hmm. And that's totally the same thing. Yeah. Like she was dressed in her like prostitute clothes one yeah. day and then got to go shopping the next right. and came in and just like schooled yeah. them. Right. Never judge a book by 
It was just a lesson that I'll never forget. And I told Matt long about it and he's brought it up to part-timers when they've started about not doing that. And, and, and I, I, I tell it because I don't like, I don't like it because it's, it's not who I am, yeah. right. but at the time oh, for it was, sure. of course, it was part of growing though. Yeah. I was all worried about yeah. that and it's yeah. totally different, but uh, that's really honest. And I, yeah, yeah. We've all been there. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah. A lot of buyers sure. show up for a million dollar showing in a really crummy pickup. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, it happens yeah. a lot. But yeah. what I was going to say was my mom, grandma B, uh, her name's Brenda. So the grandkids call her grandma B. Sure. Her favorite saying is, thank the Lord for the beautiful day. And she says it every morning. And so mm-hmm. it kind of ties in with. Thank her, uh, the Lord for the beautiful mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Thank yeah. the Lord for the sure. beautiful day. Yeah. Do you have any mantras you say in the morning, Aaron? No. No? Okay. Can I do this? Okay. I got this. Okay. Let's nice. Go. <laughs> I usually look in the mirror and I say, you good looking thing. Don't you ever die. Is that bad? Don't you and ever And do you die. kiss the mirror? Sometimes. Yeah. I usually, well, mm-hmm. French kiss. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife gets so mad. She's got to clean it all the time, which right. happens to be Aaron's old mirror. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's not <laughs> even go know. there. Yeah. I right. know. I know. It God, sounds crazy. It's so funny. I did buy a mirror from her. It's the one in our bedroom. It's huge. <laughs> I'm not asking. I know. No, no. It's all good. It's true. Oh, okay. Question. <laughs> uh, question number three is what decade, if you could choose a decade to live in, what decade would it be and why? Um. Obviously, people typically go back. But if you want to choose a decade in the future, you're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah, to. no, I don't. But I think I just want to choose right now. Yeah. You want to live I for just, now? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm in a, I just, I love my life right now. I'm so happy and I'm so proud of my kids and I'm good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I certainly have good memories, but this is a really good decade. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Aaron, love what it. would you pick, Jonesy? I think the 50s. Yeah, I think you so. Want to be oh, like you're that. talking like that. Wanna, I thought you meant of my life. Um, oh, well, I'm missing. Do you want to change? Well, your you mind? can. You can. Go, you can say I like your answer. Yeah, I would. I just think the '50s probably would have been pretty cool. I was born in '86, but I just I think the '50s would be neat because you get this whole national pride. You know, you come back from the war and and people were building and screwing like rabbits. And building Wasn't families. Was that the 60s? Well, I think it went through the 70s yeah, as well. Right. Um, from my understanding, again, I was born yeah. in 86. But, I mean, it was, you know, they, people. the houses were being built fast. People were having a ton yeah. of kids, the baby boomer generation, you know. Sure. It was kind of like this glitzy, glam, you know, chandelier generation. The cars were cool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's kind of why I think I'd like it. A lot of people that we've asked, I don't ask the same questions every time, um, except for one of them. But. Um, a lot of people say the twenties too. They think the flapper, sure, flapper era would be really yep. fun and yeah. all that. But do you have an answer? And then we'll let Aaron maybe w- have another answer. I would like take my current family, like my husband, little husband, and three kids, and just teleport back to the eighties. Yeah, I, was I feel say like the to 80s be too, a, yeah. to be a mom in the eighties would be so much easier. You could literally just make tang and feed it to the kids <laughs> and not feel bad about it, <laughs> right. or like kick them out the door, right. and lock the door shut, and say come home at five thirty when the whistle blows. I think yep. that would be easier. Yeah, um, to not have to you know be on my phone twenty four seven and drive them all the places. Yeah. I think yeah. that's appealing. Just watch TGIF on a Friday night, and right? Go to Pizza Hut and drink out of those red cups. Right. I think that'd be great. Good yeah. I, I would go with the things. 80s too. Like Friday night, Dukes of Hazard, Family Ties, The Cosby Show. I mean, it's mm. 
fluorescent lace Madonna Prince Michael Jackson. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. It's the are, 80s. You guys are selling me. Yeah. Maybe I was maybe born in the like 80s. Early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of good things. I think it just it's fun to look back the nostalgia of the past, yeah. you know, still to live in the present, but yeah. also to, to think about those things and yeah. the simpler life that once was now that we have our cell phones, everybody just seems to be glued, which is going to be really difficult. I'm, I'm dreading a little bit. You guys have older, older children, but I'm dreading that with my young kids, mm-hmm. like the technology battle. Just hold off as How long, much long as you can. Let them have TV and screen time and all the shit. You I know, don't just, set expectations. Yeah. I am okay being mean. Yeah. I Same. am okay yeah. being yeah. mean. Yeah, I, I agree. It, mm-hmm. It's going to be a balance between my wife and I, how we handle those things. Because yeah. I think I'm actually, believe it or not, I think I'm the more strict one. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that'd be the case. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I think I am. Yeah, that's a whole conversation in itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> to be continued. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, we talked about decade. Okay. Question number four, three choices, skydive, bungee jump, or swim with sharks. You have to choose one. Okay. Well, I have skydived and I have a good story if we have time. Sure. I'll keep it short. I have skydived. Where at? Um, My uncle got my two younger cousins and I skydiving in Baldwin, Wisconsin. And this would be 18 years. No, this would be 15 years ago. And so um, my husband, John, at the time, and our three young kids and my mother, we drive to Baldwin. We're going to meet my cousins there. And uh, I spent a year from December until um, till August, almost a year, in utter anxiety. This was not on my bucket list. I didn't want to do it. I lost sleep. It was nerve-wracking. Oh but I thought I was given this experience. I'm going to take... I'm going to do it. I would take my kids to Turtle Up Pool, and I would force myself to go on the high dive. (laughs) Like, that's how I practiced, and that was terrifying. Okay, so that's that. So we go to Baldwin, Wisconsin. We pull up in our Ford Freestyle. The kids open the door, and as we're pulling up to, like, kind of the, not not an airport, but where the The landing was, the hangar, um, there was, like, probably 20 shoots coming down. It was just, like... I'm like, wow, I've never seen this before. This is really cool. Okay, I'm, I'm getting the vibe. Um, we're there. Kids open the door. We step out 30 seconds later, and I'm not joking, um, probably from where we are until the end of the building, we see somebody plummet. Yeah. And at the last minute, so his chute was open and um, legs flailing. And, and, you know, he was swearing and he, yeah, he um, plummeted. What, his chute was open? His but chute the- was open, but he lost the brakes. And he actually was an instructor at the place that we were at. Oh, And my. so um, we saw this man die. Holy wow. shit. Yeah, my kids too. Oh, my. And so that was devastating. And it was just like... Holy crap. So an ambulance came right away um, and the lights turned off right away. So I think he died on contact. Oh boy. Um, so then my cousins hadn't gotten there yet. So I'm thinking, well, we're going home. It's closed. Obviously. No. No. My cousins get there and they kept the business open and <sighs> kind of, kind of in honor Sur- of him. Surprises Come on. the shit out of me though. I'm I like- know. So kind of in honor, like, okay, we're, 
you know, wow. this is very rare, but I, I think, I don't know if they didn't know what to do or who knows. Everyone's what. in shock. Yes. So my cousins get there, we tell them what happened and you know, they didn't witness it. So they're just kind of like, okay, what do we do? So we go and find out that they're still going to operate. And I, I, to keep the story short, four hours later, I find myself in this plane <laughs> oh my and my cousins are younger than I, and I, um, okay. So 15 years ago puts me at what? 30. I'm just really two. Thank you. 30. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> round down. And so we're, Sorry. we're flying up Learning in this plane. Shit. I'm so nervous and I am swearing like, yep. I, I can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> My cousins are looking at me like, whoa. Um, it was just nuts. And but then you did jump. I did jump. So, you know, what they do is you get up to the, the right height and they open up the garage door. And then I'm tandem with this guy. And um, they they go one and they lean back and forth, two, oh. three, and then we jump. Or he pulls you. No, <laughs> you jumped. He pushes. He's behind you. Yeah. So then yeah. he just you. pushes you off. And yeah. and actually the free fall was my favorite part. I was so nervous about that. But that was my favorite part when they pull the thing and you're up and down and whatever. But yeah. that was nuts. Wow. That was nuts. So um, of the three that you said, I actually, bungee jumping, no. What was the other one? <laughs> Swim with sharks. Like in a cage? Oh, so I probably would skydive again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm just so. I as I think you are too, Shannon. I'm just like, if I see somebody hundred feet away, no, and that splats on the ground. Yeah, I'm pretty sure even if they're keeping the business open, I'm like, fuck that. I know. I wanted to, but I'm leaving. I don't care. Keep my money for the funeral. No thanks. I know. I was. You know, I would already be nervous getting there, even though I. It was a weird vibe. Not I mean, my yeah. kid, it was a weird vibe. It was like, did I want to not go? Yes, I really did. But it was a weird vibe. It was like, it was a almost a positive vibe. Yeah. You know, and I can see where their heart's in the right place. But at the same time, the pilots and the other skydivers have to be in shock. It was and just How odd. do you trust they're going to operate? Mean, who sees that? They, they just off a little bit. It, yeah. That makes all the difference. Yeah. I don't know. That's just crazy. Um, yes. I would, I, I'm. Kudos to you, but Cheers I'm very you. surprised. And, and just that in honor still... of this man too, he was engaged <laughs> yeah. to be married, and um, yeah, it's just it's a it's a tragedy. It was on the news and everything. Yeah. It was wow. yeah, it was it was sad, but wow. I I did have a good experience with my family, and I was grateful to get to the ground. <laughs> I can imagine. No so. doubt. and I have a story to tell. No doubt. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that you had that story at all. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself for bringing that up in a random way of asking you three questions, but because I didn't know that you'd experience that, but. Yeah. Final question of the night with Aaron Peets. Surely, surely appreciate your time. Thank you. All that you do for the community. Yeah, this was fun. I'm happy that you, you know, you came back here and laid roots again, even though you decided maybe yeah, it Seattle was, a, it was your was a area. Small for a blip. Bit. <laughs> small <laughs> blip. My kids are doing the Northwest much better than I had. Yeah. I did. Well, it's all good. Maybe without them knowing that you, you got away and spread your wings a little bit, they maybe wouldn't have felt, uh, yeah, you know, maybe. that they could yeah. too. So, Question number five. A lot of times I, I, I call it message, but tonight, um, and what I'm starting to do going into the future is calling it purpose, right? I think it'd be appropriate to talk about what you think is your purpose on this floating orb in the sky we call earth, because you have been through a journey, you know, not only with cancer, but also just, you know, um, you've been divorced 
couple times, mm-hmm. right? Um, so just a lot of lessons learned in life, right? Yeah. So what do you feel at this point in your life is your purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, I can confidently say that my purpose is uh, to be a mother to my kids. I will go to the grave feeling that I have done my very best. I am so proud of my kids, but I am proud of um, whatever I have in me to be their mom. I can't even, um, that is my purpose. Mm-hmm. It's It's been my dream since I was little to just be a mom. And then I was blessed with four of these amazing human beings. And I feel like, um, obviously with the sport of my older kid's father and my youngest daughter's father. Uh, God, that is my purpose to be a mom. That's Amen. Yeah. Can't think of a much better purpose than that. Yeah, no, for sure. Shannon, you have anything more to say tonight oh, before I, I close her down? I just echo it. I mean, give a shout out to your kids. I know I called out Joey, but yeah. who else you got? Yeah. So my son, Jack, uh, 22 lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. My daughter Riley, uh, 21 in three weeks, which I'm going to go out there and celebrate with her, uh, lives in Monmouth, Oregon, and is a preschool teacher. And my son Miles, uh, who you can find in the shoe department at Shields, yeah. <laughs> is 18, and he's just uh, the sweetest human being on the yeah. planet. And then my daughter Joey, who's two. Yeah. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, Joey, cute name. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much to all of our listeners and watchers, if you will, on the Get Deep Podcast tonight. Thank you guys so much for your support. Um, and thank you to Shannon for being my co-host thank tonight sure, as Wes is I off. know I didn't have as much chest hair as Wes. Yeah. You have slightly <laughs> less chest hair than Wes. Yeah. But... I but mean, it was a blast. It, uh, I'm so happy you joined. And hey, anytime. It, it's, it's, it's great to have somebody sitting beside. I did a solo one on Monday this week, which was great. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's a little something missing, you know, so it's nice yeah. to have another person here. So Fun to uh, bounce off. That's thank you for spending the time. And, and of course, Aaron, thank, thank you. you so much for Thanks, who you are and what you do. And yeah. I, I'm so excited. I'm on the ambassadors with you now. Yes. We have a chance to see each other regularly. Yes, I really enjoy getting to know you better. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Jefferson sure. Jaguars, yeah. baby. Oh my goodness. Should we sing again? <laughs> I don't. I will lose followers. We better not. Uh, thank you again, you guys, for watching and listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast tonight, uh, please give us a five-star rating if you can. And if you think of somebody else that should be on the podcast, let Aaron know, let Shannon know, let myself or Wes know. We'd love to keep edifying people in this community, building it up, and making us the best place to be. So thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron.